what a show we had. What a show. Yeah, it was a show, all right. <laughs> it, was, it was a show, all right. I'm not sure if it was a good show, but uh, um, so you didn't catch the first match. No. So I will I will talk about um, Orange Cassidy versus um, Matt Hardy, which Don just spoiled. Orange Cassidy won. I'm going to spoil all of them. I honestly didn't. I think I'm kind of sick of Orange Cassidy's thing. The little, the little kicks. And Matt Hardy was so Matt Hart. Orange Cassidy would kick him. Matt Hardy would do the delete. I'm like, and I don't like that Matt Hardy does the delete now because he's not in that character. He's a different, totally other character. The one That's thing true. I did like about this, the one thing I did like about this is Orange Cassidy put his hands in his pockets like he usually does. Yeah, he Matt, Hardy does. Matt Hardy did the same thing, but Matt Hardy took out out his hands out of his um, pockets and he just had like stacks of money. <laughs> but um, overall, I feel like this this match, I feel like Matt Hardy was really sloppy in this match. Um, he just, I don't know if it's age getting to him because I don't watch too many Matt Hardy matches nowadays. I don't I mean, know. Why would you? Yeah, I don't know if it's age killing him or it's just he's just I don't know. I, but Orange Cassidy did a um a cross body. Which is intended to hit like right here, like right here. Yeah. That's a cross body. He hit, him, he hit him right in the nose, makes him bleed everywhere. I think he broke his nose. So, um, if I was rating this match, I'd probably give it like two stars. It was not very exciting. It was very slow pace, and I hope I don't have. And then Orange Cassidy's first thing. Um, well, I don't know the guy's name next week, but and Matt next Hardy's week. click. Oh, okay, um, announced, Jack Evans. They, Jack Evans. Yeah, they announced that for next week, so I'm hoping that we'll see a little uh, more of Orange Cassidy performing because I don't really watch that that much. Well, but, Jack Evans is a big high flyer, so um, he can showcase some of that. Because Matt Hardy, you know, he's old. He does a lot of taunting now. You know, he's more of a spokes figure than an actual wrestler, I would seem. Yeah, so like I, I do like Matt on the mic still. I think he still has it. I think he's much better than he was back in the day because I don't remember him like in the early two thousands being very good on the mic. Maybe I have to, I have to watch back the Edge feud if anything that would intrigue me. Maybe the I have to watch back the the Hardy feud in two thousand nine. But it, it yeah I, I can't really talk about his promo skills back then and compared but to yeah they, they seem to improve a lot it seems like he's really good at this um this character he's playing but for the match it wasn't my cup of tea i do not like slow paced matches especially slow paced matches with the wrestlers that aren't very good in the ring anymore <laughs> is. so like yeah i uh, did not really i wasn't really too much interested in this match well i came home from basketball, because hoop is hoop is life. Is that how is that ball is life? Okay, Eric oh. is here. Um, Sorry, I'm late. Great there job, Eric. <laughs> you you yeah, pushed me up. all the way up to the AEW review. Now all my, all my face is AEW review. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dom, Dom, I think it's better that way. If being no, it's not. Really I have a beautiful head of hair. Look at this. this is, I look like Rick, young Ric Flair. Oh. I, young I, can't, Ric Flair. I can't see the AEW logos in the way, but anyway. Eric, were uh, you able to catch so any of talking, we, So you didn't watch AEW tonight, so 
you're kind of running blank right now. But we're, the first match is Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Hardy. Orange Cassidy broke. Matt Hardy, I believe you mean. Matt Hardy. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch, but I don't think Jeff Hardy was on AEW tonight. It's literally right there. <laughs> it's literally right there. It says, it says Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah I know. All right, whatever. So, Matt Hardy. And um, they botched a lot of moves. And um, it was an Orange Cassidy win. So, that's really all you need to know about that match. Okay. Orange won. What a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, look, I mean, obviously, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in Chicago this whole week. Uh, not too for late, non- too late to be in Chicago. For, to be for, non- for, for non-wrestling related reasons, I'm in Chicago. Yes, yeah, so I wasn't able. I watched Raw, but I wasn't able to watch Dynamite today. But I'm more than happy to give my opinion just in general on both of these guys because I have pretty strong opinions about both oh, these guys. Boy. There we go. <laughs> yes, oh, I mean, in, in reference to just the feud overall, this I feel like call me crazy. This feud feels like it's been going on for a really long time. Um, I called you crazy because I don't know when it actually started. Yeah, I've I could be wrong, but I feel like this it's been going on for a while. And these are just two of the guys where even when I like I watch AEW pretty frequently, but I always skip over their stuff. So them feuding exactly. makes it a little bit easier because I don't need to skip over quite as much. Uh-huh. But yeah, Orange Cassidy, he's I, th- I feel like he's a classic AEW guy because AEW it's it's a product geared towards their fans and they and yeah, literally just their fans. And he's so over with them, but I'm just like I'm not part of that crowd. I don't get the appeal. Any, I, honestly, anybody who says they like Orange Cassidy in a not ironic way, I don't believe them at all because I just don't. It's stupid. It's the same thing. Every, his matches are the same every single time. You better stop hating him. Yeah, I, and then Matt Hardy, <laughs> he's obviously a legend, but I've been really confused with him in AEW. How, he's been in AEW for a little over a year, I feel like, and yeah, this is big money. He's like his fourth gimmick. He's already tried. Like he keeps coming up. He keeps using gimmicks, and they all are bad. So, I'm pretty. If this was the opening match, I'm really glad I wasn't able to watch tonight. It was not a good show, in my opinion. I did not like AEW at all. I wasn't there, so so I can't judge. But um, while in the shower, young Dominic watched the Jericho promo, and Dominic enjoyed the Jericho promo. I actually took some notes, so I'm the notes guy for AEW now. So Eric, you move out. You better move out the way. We'll see. Because a new sheriff has arrived in town. <laughs> so basically, Jericho wants a rematch. Surprise, surprise. It set, he sets up the match with all, for All In. Was it All Out or All Out? All Out. All Out. And um, he says if he loses, he will no longer wrestle in AEW. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and then MJF comes out and he says, well, why can't Chris Jericho, why can't you just leave me alone? And Honestly, I thought the same. Why can't Jericho just leave MJF alone? But he's intrigued of retiring Jericho. If only and, he was actually going to retire him. Well, the thing is, with the with the, um, I still think MJF is going to win. But no, no, no way. Listen, listen. With that, listen, 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 listen. He can still wrestle, like say shows for Impact now, and say stop it. <laughs> no, they um, no, they said in a later promo, it's they said career. It's a career. Yeah. God, I hate stipulations. I really hate those stipulations. It they just they ruin they ruin everything because you, you is anyone actually believing that MJF's gonna win? Like this Yes, I still believe I, I, I have you, to. Other than you, but to <laughs> think like this is actually something that's gonna happen that Chris Jericho might just lose and be just done with wrestling. Are you kidding? It's the same thing with the Roman Cena stipulation. I have the exact same thought. Why? Now I now I just know who's going to win without a doubt. 
I mean, it, Jericho was probably going to win the match anyway without the stipulation making it really obvious. But now there's not even a point to really watch. I mean, I'm going to watch the match, but I feel like I don't need to. So, another, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so I, I'm just like marvel like the AEW marks like if you're gonna crap on wwe for doing rematch after rematch after rematch you have to be like what is going on here literally mjf should be like in the title picture and another I, big yes pop. yes i'm not a big program but he's doing something with old ass chris jericho yeah, old ass chris jericho he's been with jericho for what now a year and a half including yeah. the inner circle yeah, I think besides the tag matches, they've had three separate matches. MJF has won all three, and now you're gonna just like kill his momentum. When he has really- to win the fourth. No, he has to win the fourth. I mean, the only thing I can see is Chris Jericho said, "Oh, he'll just do commentary full time." Bullshit. That- Bullshit. So, Bullshit. so the only thing I can see is if MJF beats him, Chris Jericho on commentary. Chris Jericho starts getting involved in his matches, and MJF challenges him to another one, and if Chris, if you beat me, you can start wrestling again, and that's what's going to happen. Or The only problem with that, that would be kind of cool, but if they're going to make the angle that Jericho is like being a smartass on commentary during MJF's matches, that doesn't play very well to the live crowd because the live crowd can't hear the commentary. But, but yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen. Jericho's, Jericho's just going to win. He's going to derail all MJF. I, I've been saying it for a while. Whenever he does something really good or like win, like it's a really good win, he never gets to keep his momentum. He never gets to keep his heat. And this, I'm happy to see this is no different at all. Point out something interesting that MJF did say, which popped me. And you guys can guess who that is a reference to. He said, do you guys know what this is a reference to? You I actually didn't hear you cut out. You cut out, yeah. God damn it. I'm <laughs> the, he said, I'm the best in the world and you know it. What's that a reference to? To MJF. Yeah, I thought MJF was saying. So it's not a reference to. I swear I could have heard him say that. Actually, it's a combination of him and CM Punk. His things aren't better than you know it. His things aren't better than you. Chris Jericho and WWE was, I'm I'm the best at the world at what I do. No, but I I swear there was a. And you know it. Like, not. And you know it's like. Not exactly. But like. It's MJF. He said that numerous. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that big. That big. A big segue just <laughs> okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> On to the next, like um JC likes to say. So next we have the eliminator tournament continues after the um Lucha, um private party. They beat the private party on Friday. Today we have the loot. <laughs> Dom, you keep coming out a bit, so I'll take over. Um yeah. so <laughs> The Lucha Bros, um, this is probably the best match of the night. Um, I don't So, my only gripe was the start of the match. Why do they have the tag teams in the crowds? I don't, I don't understand why they always they, have that. I don't understand. It's stupid. Well, they it, were going to come on any, they which came on afterwards, anyway. Which, so. which tag? Was it the tag teams like in the tournament or was it just on? It was like, a, a Jungle Boy and what? Luchasaurus. Okay, yeah. that's, I think that that's their way of saying like, oh, they're. I think that's their response to like, in WWE, if this were to happen, you'd they'd cut to them like off camera in the back, awkwardly standing in front of a television screen. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's how they. Which I kind of like finding a different way to do that because in WWE it looks so dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if 
in the crowd with the paying fans is necessarily the answer to that. Especially I during a pandemic, wouldn't you think that like it would not be the best thing to have your uh your people your people in the crowd with like like, that, like that's I think if that'd be a fun time like if, if they like if Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have to be there you can put you can put them on commentary I mean they don't neither of them talk very much but that's just a way you can have them in there and you can ask them a few questions the the classic you know where they can kind of put over both teams talk about how they're better it's just a better way to do it I think but. What do I so, know? They got the book of the year. What do you know? I'm kidding. So my uh, my impression of this match is probably the best match of the night. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the varsity blondes. If I'm being honest, I don't really like their gimmick that much. I, I feel like it's like kind of stupid. But um, I was rooting for the Lucha Bros in this match. I think the Lucha Bros are very talented. I think I think no matter what. The Young Bucks are gonna win, so yeah. that's AEW booking. They're not gonna they're not gonna take the title off Kenny. They're not gonna take the title off the Young Bucks. So, in all in all, it was a pretty uh, decent match. I'd give it like three and a half stars. It wasn't the best, but uh, AEW is such a better job at tag team wrestling that WWE. Yes, yes, it's, it's they still have like way too many groups, but like the tag team difference between WWE and AEW is so far and the talent isn't really that far in between. Like I think WWE is probably the best couple best tag teams other than the mm-hmm. Young Bucks and they and they they just don't use them correctly. Well let's see if I can say something before it cuts me out again. Um I really enjoy the Eliminator tournament because it gives a it's a good way to showcase tag teams we otherwise wouldn't see. I don't remember how many times the Varsity Blondes have been on um, t- television, like TNT television before this, but it's a good way to showcase their younger talent and be like, hey, you guys, you guys like Varsity Blondes? I enjoyed the wing work they do. The gimmick itself, it's a reference to, you know, what they did with with um, Senior, um, Pillman Senior mm-hmm. and um, Austin, of course. So the gimmick is whatever. It's, it's a, I, I really don't look into gimmick as I should, but well, actually, let me find a use. Yeah, he makes this fine, whatever. But way to showcase the young talent and say, hey, look, this is AW Dark. You should check it out to watch more Varsity Blondes. Um, it was a pretty good match. The Lucha Bros. Oh, there he goes. Next in the world, he'll come back. Hey, you're back. Penta El Cibo is over. Phoenix is over. Penta Zero had a Joker-inspired ring gear on, which was great. Great all-around match. I enjoyed myself. And afterwards, the Young Bucks, they came out. Well, they came out before the match, and then they watched it. It's like such like a – like, I don't get the Young Bucks gimmick. Like, what are they – are they like the, the jocks of like, – I feel like their gimmick oh, – we're, we're good. Their gimmick seems like it's just – obnoxious and because, <laughs> it is. and because we're obnoxious that makes us heels because you're probably annoyed with what we're doing that's true right? yeah i mean so yeah, I, I didn't um i didn't watch the match um i'm probably gonna preface everything i say with i didn't watch it but, I <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah but didn't watch the match but i do like both of these teams i think um for the lucha bros um penta's definitely i definitely like penta but as far as like in-ring work, I think I'm definitely more of a Ray Phoenix fan. I think he's definitely one of the best high flyers, at least that are working in 
a North American promotion. So they, have some, they have some crazy guys down in Mexico, but as far as guys that work in a North American promotion, I think he's definitely the best high flyer. He just does he just does things that people should not be able to do with their body, and it's just insane. The Varsity Blondes, so Dom, you said you don't know how much TNT television they've been on. Yeah, They're not on very often. They're really used, at least from what I – obviously, I haven't seen every single AEW Dynamite since they started, but every time yeah. I see them, they, they're kind of used more as enhancement talent. They just – they come in and they have a serviceable five-minute match to get another team over. Um, but also, I'm noticing on the screen it says Luncha Bros, not Lucha Bros. Oh, Luncha Bros. Let me hide that. <laughs> but anyway, I would have edited. Anyway, so um, but so who's, it's Griff. It's Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. I'm not a huge fan of Griff Garrison. He just hasn't really done anything that's. Like wowed me, I don't think. But Brian Pillman Jr. He, I at first I wasn't a huge fan of his, but and I what I'm about to say it goes to how I think they've just really dropped the ball on what they could have done with Brian Pillman Jr. When the Brian Pillman Dark Side of the Ring episode aired, he got so over for just like real world stuff. Like if you've seen that those like that two part of Dark Side of the Ring, you 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 will love Brian Pillman Jr. And I just think they – and also just as far as if we're talking about Dark Side of the Ring, like ratings, those two episodes had the highest rating of any of the episodes they've had in their three seasons. So a lot of – so like they've had the biggest audience seeing Brian Pillman Jr. and him just getting over. And I think they just completely missed the opportunity there. Like I'm not saying throw him straight into the title picture. I'm not even necessarily saying break up the tag team, but I think they missed a huge opportunity to give Brian Pillman Jr. some shine and really like – because then once he gets some shine and people get behind him, they get behind the team. And then that's a team that people will actually cheer for instead of just using those enhancement talent. Because now it's just like, I think for me, Brian Pillman Jr., he's got all this potential. And he like he, he's, he's still fairly green. He's not like, I understand why they're not pushing him necessarily as an in-ring performer because he's still got a lot of work to do. But just as, as a, not even a character, but, but but because everything we know about him from Dark Side of the Ring is real. He, it's, he's a babyface personality. Yeah, and with wrestling fans these days, when we know we know everything's fake, when we like, and this is why CM Punk. One of the big reasons why CM Punk is don't give me that face. One of, <laughs> reasons, one of the big reasons why CM Punk is so over is because we know that everything he says he means, and that he is it. Like he's not putting on an act. The character of CM Punk is Phil Brooks. He's not a different person. So whenever we like the wrestling fan today, whenever they can find something that's real, like a person that is real, that person just gets, just instantly gets over. And I think they really, they really dropped the ball with Brian Pillman Jr. on that. Um, the only reason I'd say I would dispute that is because I really do think the Zucha Bros are going to take off the titles from the Young Bucks. Of course not. So, I mean, I don't know. You say you think they are? Did you say you think they are? I, yeah. I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you should have seen the crowd. They were over. They were over. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, it does. does. It's the young bucks. What do you mean it does all matter? Not to the young bucks. The hey, young, young bucks. bucks. Hey, no, they... hey, young bucks. They cheered for these guys. You think you want to drop the title? They, they were... No. They don't. I, feel like, I feel like they they go backstage and they're like, hey, young, hey, hey, Nick and Matt, you're gonna you're gonna lose the title. And they're like, no, we're not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I. Just a bold prediction for mine, but that's whatever. Um, another wait. another dumb bold prediction. So if this wait, one, I have a question. It got, it got higher ratings than the, so if this, um, if this bold prediction becomes okay. true, does that does that bring the running total to one? <laughs> <laughs> I make a last week bold prediction, so at least one of them comes to rated all. No, around. you're not gonna get it. 
whatever, whatever. Um, so I was just gonna say before I cut out. Um, basically, the young bucks try to push the Lucha Bros and the Jurassic Park into each other, and they were not having it. Penta and Luchasaurus super kicked Matt and Nick off the apron, and that was about it. Yeah, I, I don't, I didn't like that either because like these teams are like these teams are fighting Friday for a chance to win the tag titles or have a chance to go to steel cage to win the tag titles, and they're helping each other out. Like they respect so each other. They're, they're done with the thousand young bucks. They're done with the super elite. The, the good brothers were there too, and they just stood around doing nothing. That's like not. they usually do. Like they usually do. That's they usually do. Yeah, what are the Good Brothers even doing in AEW at this point? They're just nothing. Doing, they're, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they're, they're there to be there. Why not? Don't... And I like them. I like those guys, but I just wish they'd actually do something with them. I have it somewhere. Like, if you're not going to do anything with the Good Brothers, why are they there? Because the elite, that, yeah, that, that, stable, the that, that stable has enough people. It's got Kenny, the Bucks, Nakazawa. Good Brothers, Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. You already have Nakazawa and Cutler. Those are already your two flunkies. You don't need to have the good brothers. <laughs> Cutler, Nakazawa. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next okay. match because this, 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 we we spent way too much on. There was a good match. Yeah, we spent way too much on the Lucha Brothers and Watch the Blood. All right, um, let me go on this next one. Um, Jamie Hader, which I guess, like, I don't watch, like, I haven't watched too much AEW up to this point. So I guess she's like, what, like a muscle for Britt Baker? Yeah, she's a muscle. Like um, yeah, Rebel, not Rebel. Britt Baker for right. a while now, and okay. um, and she and she debuted in the first Rampage. Hey. Um, so this is this was like a very stiff match. Very, um, very. Red Velvet. When I first uh like watched Red Velvet, she reminds me of Spike Dudley. Just like <laughs> your body just throwing all over the place. Spike Dudley. And so this was my favorite, probably my favorite moment of the whole episode. When what? Jamie Hayter's on the ground, back up and face the wall. Red Velvet tries a moonsault, completely misses her. Like missed her bad. Oh boy. Jamie didn't move at all. And she just went, and then she landed face first, and then they got the finish out of that. Oh, but like, God. she just missed the moonsault. Like, it was terrible. That's yeah. another red velvet thing. Um, there was a, a, I want to say it was like a little over a month ago, she kind of had a similar moment, except it wasn't a moonsault. She was going for a suicide dive, and you know how like I I'm in Daly's place. Um, on like the camera sides, there's not that much space between the floor and the like and the barricade. She took off way too fast and she i swear i don't she like you guys know like this like this like a scorpion when you like when you like hit and then you're like back bends and your legs come up like they could touch yeah, yeah, yeah. oh don't worry she did that tonight yeah. too she did that tonight yeah. twice it was, like, it looked like, like it looked like she was like she like could have like broken her back she really she's super green but especially she needs to work if she's going to be doing those like those kinds of like uh those high spots and those like Dangerous spots. She needs to polish up because she's gonna really hurt herself. She yeah, so the, 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 the Spike Dudley of AEW. You heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know if my connection is. I, I don't understand my connection. It's been a mystery ever since I ever had got it. But um, I know that she did the Scorpion twice. I, I took count of that. She did two runs outside, and she did the Scorpion twice. And she also took a very bad Irish whip to the ring post, and it looked pretty bad. It looked very stiff. So, uh, other than that, um, Cody already described the finish. Then, then Red Velvet and 
Britt Baker. Britt Baker is probably the most over woman's wrestler right now. I'll argue that. I'll argue Indeed. that. Uh, no, it, right now. I'll argue that. I don't know. Becky is going to be over on SmackDown, but she was, she's definitely over if you heard that crowd. I'll, I'll argue that. Like I said, I'll argue that. Anyways, they attacked um, Velvet after the match. Chris Standard came. Um, and she rescued her, and then they had a little stare down. And they're gonna, I think, I, I, I forgot the match to tease, but they're gonna have something next week. Uh, oh, Do you it's remember? A tag, it's a tag okay, team match. tag team match. So that will be our go home until they go to all out, all out. And then they have, um, they also have, um, the Casino Royal match, but it's a woman. Yeah, match. yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that later. I have that written down. Okay. Next, we have my. I don't know. Cody didn't like the segment. Well, before we talked it's about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, don't we're arguing. Evil, no. Uno, Evil Uno and Alex Reynolds were arguing. Okay. <laughs> everyone was pissed at Uno, and it looks like they're feuding. I don't know. I, it was very dumb. It was just the terrible. It wasn't act. dumb. It was just. What was <laughs> What did you want for us? To show that they're for the feuding, okay? This, it wasn't dumb. It was, you could say it was bad acting, whatever, but it was to further the story. It was terrible acting. It wasn't terrible. If I can be the voice of reason, the third vote, I didn't watch it, but if the Dark Order was involved, it was stupid. Shut up, no. <laughs> They're yeah, so – they've never, from the second that they debuted in AEW, been over or interesting to me. Except they were more, they were more. They were a little bit interesting for me with, with Brody Lee because I really liked Brody Lee. But they were definitely – I definitely liked them better as heels. And they never really officially turned face. It's just like um, Brody Lee died, and then they just kind of became babyface, which I which I totally understand. I totally understand that. Yeah. But they're so dumb. I hate everything. Like, I think like everything. They're like they're too goofy, like and ridiculous. And I don't take them seriously because they never win matches. How can I take anyone seriously that like? Even if they even if they argue and have like a hot segment, I know whatever match they're gonna have, they're gonna lose. Find me oh, the okay. last time. Find me the last time the Dark Order won a match, and I'm gonna say that, and then it's gonna turn out they won last they, week or something. But they don't win. They matches. did. They did say that, didn't they? Just say that we haven't like won. Like, wasn't that part of their thing? Like, we've had we've been on yeah. losing or something. Last time I remember them winning was at the um, Bodini um, special, which was I mean, at the beginning. Which was at the end. That was at the end of 2020. Yeah, it was. that was at the end of 2020. They could, yeah. and they. I think they brought. I think them their whole thing with Adam Page that they were doing. I think that was horrible for Adam Page. They still are talking about him because they were like, oh, they really we him. haven't seen Adam Page since you made him run off or something." It was like, yeah, it just stopped. It was stopped. He, Adam Page needs to stay away from them. I think. I mean, yes. Good. I think it, he I think said it himself. I think it needs but to say that. He's also away from TV too. He is. When's the last time Adam Page was on TV? The 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 when they had the Space Jam match. Yeah. Was that the last time he was on TV? Well, was he, like, he, was, he was probably like, I can't believe they actually booked me to lose this stupid shit. I'm never like, that's a good time to take some time off if I'm Adam Page. But yeah, <laughs> I think. But yeah, I, th I think the Dark Order. Everything the Dark Order touches turns to stupid and not interesting. So, having not seen the segment, I'll tell you the segment sucked. You better rewatch it and like it. I'll rewatch. I'll, I'll watch it, and I'll probably say the same thing. 
but whatever. Uh, back to the amazingness of punk. Okay, can I go on this? Because I'm going to have an opinion that Dom's not really going to like. Ooh, okay. He's going to be like, oh, punk was awful. Oh, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I just think it didn't make sense. He literally went into the ring to just trash on WWE some more. It's literally, and then he made a reference to Daniel Bryan. Everybody was going, yes, yes, yes. He said, oh, you're going to have to be a little more patient on that one. Oh, but, okay. But that was cool. That was cool, though. But, like, the match match versus Darby Allen is in, what, a week and a half? Or, like, it's next Sunday. Yeah, so the next Sunday. There's, there's really no hype on it. Darby Allen didn't come to confront him, talk about the match. And then it's like, oh, maybe Darby Allen's not here tonight. And no, then, we know what he's doing. The next match, Darby Allen is in a tag team match. <laughs> like, where are we going here? Like, are you going to hype it at all? Are you going to, like... Like the, I'm not the only reason I'm interested in the match is CM Punk coming back. Other than that, that's, I wouldn't be. Interested. I, I wouldn't be. Interested. I think that's what. But I want, I want at least at least like a little background on what's going on. Like CM Punk's just like, oh, if I was I 15, mean, I would be my favorite wrestler. But like, I mean, they have nothing to base off of. He comes for the first time. Like, what are you gonna base it off of? You can't just say, "Oh, Darby Allen once spat in my face when I was in WWE." You can't make up shut like that. You just say, "Why not? Why can't you make?" That up is stupid. Like that? No, <laughs> that is stupid. You better wrestling. Well, you make up wrestling. wrestling. Uh, yeah. I think it, it is fine. Um, it wasn't an exciting promo. It wasn't nothing special. Like CM Punk, face CM Punk is gonna have. In my opinion, worse promos than the CM Punk. I think that's just me, though. So he did what was fine. He had a good pop. wasn't as big as um, Chicago, of course. Um, I think it, there's still gonna be a honeymoon fit on like CM Punk chance. I don't know when it will end, but right now everybody's just excited to see CM Punk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Also, Eric, uh, CM Punk retired the nickname Voice of the Voiceless. Yes, uh, uh, I did have, did have it in my notes. Because he doesn't have to speak. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so this is a, a, a show of a lot of WWE references. And <laughs> yes. he, said, he said, I'm retiring the name Voice of the Voiceless because you people t you people have a voice and the people backstage listen. Gross. So, so that so was that. Answered, So he's pandering. Great, Punk. Oh, yeah, he's pandering. Don't, yeah. Make me, don't make me sick of your promos this quickly, Punk. You better stop hating. Uh, I have a very, I have a very bold prediction for uh, all out, but I will we'll keep, we'll keep it for the prediction show. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, hey, but I do have a prediction. Yeah, about it. Neither of us, Cody, can ever give bold predictions, and have, and if we're going to shit on Dom all the time for his, and have him be like really dumb, so it better be good. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, well, uh, don't worry. Next, next Saturday. Nero, so, I, I'm just going to quick. Actually, I'm going to quickly just say again. I'm just going to reiterate. I think Darby's completely the wrong opponent for Punk. I think the it makes no sense because neither of I don't think either of these guys are in a position where they can lose. Obviously, Darby is again a baby face, one of their biggest baby face. They gave him they gave him Sting as his pretty not not like I guess I'm just I'm just gonna call Sting his muscle because he's not really his manager and he's also more than a valet. Um, so I'm just gonna call him his muscle. They gave him Sting. He like he held the TNT title for a while. He's being pushed. He doesn't lose very much. So he can't. I don't think he can lose on pay per view, and also, can, like you really are telling, like you're really gonna beat CM Punk in his first match. I almost think this match they're just like, 
the only way they can really get out of it is they have if is if they have like a fuck finish or an angle. But then again, like you can't you can't mess with Punk's first match. I just think I again I think this is just a, I think this is a horrible horrible matchup for Punk's. Why is why is a baby like? Because also the big thing why is a baby face fighting a baby face? They do that all the time in AEW. Baby faces fight baby faces and heels fight heels, and it makes no sense. Like Punk needs to come in against a heel. So that if he wins, there's nobody. If if he wins, there's going. You know, there's going to be people that say, "Oh, Punk's just is coming back and he's burying." You me. are. You are. You're gonna yeah. say that. I'm not gonna say that. But I. But I understand that that's the right decision. I understand that I think is the right decision. I think Punk should win against anybody. But the fact that they're making it their one of their top baby faces, I think, is ridiculous. Well, you're gonna make it credible. And I'm but not also, gonna. Yeah. And I think it's CM Punk's call, and he wants to have the first match with. I don't think so. I don't think he. I don't think he's like. Oh, I want to face Darby yeah. Allen. Yeah, let's be honest. There's a million. There's a million. There's, there's at least ten people in AEW that would be a better opponent than Darby. But it's, But I'm pretty sure it's CM Punk's call who he wanted to have the first. Match. I'm sure he had say in it. But I don't think he. I think of everybody in AEW. I don't think he's like. Give me Darby Allen. Yes, yes, I, I'm 100% saying that. And I'm trying to make my, my face visible because of this AW review um, thing. <laughs> but I'm 100% saying that he has referenced Darby Allen and how much he likes his matches in the past. Him just saying that he would be a fan of him when he was younger. I think that just shows, like, hey, this is still a guy. CM Punk wanted to wrestle. His- so, like, so are we, like, now are we, like, telling... Are we saying CM Punk? You have the right to pick whoever you want. To yes, play. I'm hundred. You know what? I I I buy I buy that. If, if it if it came out that they that part of Punk's contract said you get to pick who you want to feud with, and we want hundred percent. Yes, I believe it. I think to get to get CM Punk in AEW, I think he got whatever the hell he wanted. Like I think yes. he's probably making eight, bars. he's probably making eight figures, and he's probably getting a double digit royalty on merch. Ice cream. So bars probably. Too. So probably. Tony Khan sits him down. He said, "Hey, Punk, we will. You'll put. We'll put whoever you want to fight. And we'll just say you can just say in your promos. You will. You would like him if you were age fifteen, and that's how we're gonna do these yep. games. Yeah, <laughs> I've never argued. I never said a whole. You know what? We Punk online, but it's all we got. We gotta get moving because we have. Well, no, we still have a yeah, whole. Okay, okay. Move I just on. want to talk about the mirror package, um, real quick. Uh, mirror calls out Eddie Kingston." be his next opponent i don't think it will be an all-out i'd be surprised but then again another call out for um happened tonight which i'll talk about later for all out i think and we just call eddie kingston and talk and then he talked about how much his wife loves him um i just want to say miro is great and i'm excited to see him against another person that he, he that wrestled tonight that's all i say about that um i immediately so it was funny because i was thinking during the CM Punk segment, I was thinking, um, where's Miro? He's the TNT champion. Where is nice. he? Like, I, like, you have to have – I feel like you should have your champion, no matter what kind of champion they are on almost every show. And I'm like, he nowhere to be found in the video package show, though. He was there. And he did a call-out. So we'll have a match. Right. Okay, but I was thinking that before that. So I'm talking about matches and Eddie Kingston, of course, and Darby Allen and John Moxley. We have Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston against the wingman, which consists of the old man, Cesar, who was an NXT. Cesar, Cesar Bononi? Yes. And then put, yes. He was like 6'4". <laughs> then yeah, um, Bailey's former boyfriend. No, that's somebody else. My bad. <laughs> Just had a name drop. Dolph Ziggler's brother, 
and oh, Peter okay. Avalon. And Ryan, Peter Avalon. Ryan, Ryan Nemeth? Yeah, Ryan Nemeth. The, uh, is that uh, Nick? Is that Nick? No? Nick is Dolph. Dolph. No, his Dolph. name is Dolph. Ryan Nemeth, the Hollywood... Hot? The Hollywood, he's like the Hollywood hunk or something. Hunk, yeah, that's what it is. The Hollywood hunk. And some old man was there too with Brian. Yeah. So this is a very I'll just stop down. This is boring. <laughs> this is so boring. I, I enjoyed so, um, I also I also don't get what's John Moxley's character? He bites what's old that? people. He bit the old man. Um it's there's like there's conspiracies going on that his character actually is a cokehead. Because like, because a, no, a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, he was he cut a promo, and like intentionally multiple times, he was like sniffing and like wiping his like wiping his hands. Like people are like, no, his his character legit is a is a cokehead. It's not a cokehead. You stop it. No, of course, of course, it's not legitimately. It's it's literally his gimmick is I think what it's always been. He's just he's just a crazy guy. That's funny. That's funny. Look, yeah, yeah, I, don't his, I don't get his, I don't get his character at all. I think it's pretty dumb. I think he should be in dumb. What you should, dumb? What what is cool about his character? Okay, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's dumb. And when you talk about oh, what is he actually doing? He he has a segment later in the show explaining what he will do. So you you just paying attention. You, you just you don't pay attention. That's what it seems like to me. Um, he bit an old man. And then he had the coffin drop to win the match. By the way, um, Sting, dude, who who is who is this old man? I don't know. <laughs> what do you look? What do you look like? I might. I might. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get a picture. picture. One second. What do well, you look like? Give me. Like, talk about I'm something else while I get the picture. Um, I just. I, I honestly, I lost interest as soon as John Moxley came out. If I'm being honest, I think he's boring right now. I think he's been boring since he lost the title, basically. Um. And then he just wins matches, and then he drinks beer after the match. Like, you're not Stone Cold. You're not like Darby. Why is Darby Allen in this match? I know they. So, Darby, is this the match? I was right that they Darby Allen got attacked. Darby Allen got attacked after the match against the guy that was fought John Daniel Garcia. I was gonna get yeah. to that, but you weren't. Yeah. Anyways. You told us to talk, so I'm talking with your back and oh, neck. Good point. Good point. Um, so yeah, Darby Allen gets attacked after the match. So like, Darby Allen's in like, what is he in four feuds at once right now? Dude, the, I like, it's just, they like they like they like putting the kid on TV. What can what can you say? Good point. And then you're gonna let him either lose. And, and like, what are you gonna what are you gonna do this week? Put him on TV in the segment with the guy that he's fighting at the pay per view, or put him in a random six way? Obviously, you put him in a random six way. It was a fun six ways. Leave it alone. Here's the old man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, wait. Show. Wait. That's the old man. <laughs> he bit. Okay, the- I, have no cl- I have no clue who that is. I have no clue who that is. Is that one of the guys? I don't want to sound really stupid, but is that one of the guys from Bear Country? Maybe. No, it's not. No, no. He's no, with the not. wingman. He's with the wingman. Oh well, not not important, not important. All right, yeah, this match is this match wasn't anything to write home. Yeah, I'll I'll just quickly say I've never ever been a fan. Even back when he was Dean Ambrose, I've never liked his matches. His matches, his matches are all the same. I'm I'm gonna brawl for a little. I'm gonna brawl for a little bit. We're gonna go out to the floor for about ten minutes. Then we're gonna come in and I'm gonna win. That's all his matches are. Well. I'm glad my mom's not watching this because she would. I, un- I understand. I, and I'll, I'll, I understand that, like he's soup. Like, no doubt, he's really over. He's yeah. really over. He should be on TV, and because of what a big name he is in the business, he should be winning. I'm like, I'm just saying, like, 
he's not my taste, but like a lot of things with AEW that I have a problem with, I'll fully admit like there is an, uh, there's an audience for everything. And AEW is an audience that's going to like, that likes everything they put on. And there's not, there's nothing wrong with that. AEW, you got to give it to them. They know their audience and they know like that no company does it better when it comes to just giving your audience what they want to see than AEW. And they want to see John Moxley. So, you know, what can you say? Yeah. The best thing about John Moxley is a wild thing. Wow. Oh, I love the entrance. I love entrances. The best thing. That's, the best thing. That's the best thing about John Moxley. Right? Okay, anyways. Um, next, Bunny and Ty Conti had a segment. This was the worst thing that happened. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me finish. <laughs> Bunny and Ty Conti had a segment. So, basically, Bunny... Like, hey, look at Dark Order. She agrees with Cody and Eric. They suck. She wants them to join the Matt, Matt Hardy um, empire. And then Tycon just tries to beat up Tycon, um, the bunny. And Bunny and Tycon are going to have a match on Friday. So we're going to talk about that as well. Yay. I have a question. Is, they, is that girl, was she in NXT at all? She looks familiar. I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. And she was part of the women's um, classic, Mae Young Classic. Okay. Mae Young? That's right. Yes. But this was stupid. This was very dumb. Uh, and they're gonna. I think both of them are gonna be in the buy-in casino royale. Yeah, we all we all know who's winning the buy-in. So I haven't looked at the. I didn't pay attention to the cards. Do we? I, who's who's I winning? Nine announced. Thunder, Thunder Rosa's winning. Thunder Rosa's winning. Oh, yeah, Thunder oh, Rosa. Yeah, never mind. Okay. Good. Good. But, but we keep that for the next. Wait, 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 wait. The winner of the casino battle roll gets a title shot, right? Yes. Can yes. we get Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker again? How it's good. Fight? It's good, but they it's good, but we don't like rematches. Good. We don't want to. Like it's if gonna we're be gonna trash match. on WWE. We have to trash on AEW. Okay, okay, okay. Like, it's gonna it's gonna be a good match because Thunder Rose is really good. Britt Baker's good, but like we've this will be what the fourth match this year. They don't have anybody to, to go. I mean, maybe she won't win, but we're ta- we're like already trashing on the hypothetical. Yeah, chance. hypothetical. So so we need to stop. We need to stop. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, Christian had a segment with Omega, of course. Um. The whole crew came out except the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks. Don Callis is great. I like his segment. Um, he name dropped Vince McMahon. Wow. Ooh, interesting. Wow. Did you catch that? Call? Actually, actually, this was probably my favorite segment of the night just because first Don Callis name dropped Vince McMahon and then he said, Vince, and then he said, Do you think you know me? Through referencing oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I, I, had, I had it in my nose. You beat me to it. And then he said, then he said, Christian, you'll just at like all out, you'll be like this your entire career, just finishing second best. Referencing the edge again. Was it, was it, wait, was this, was this all a Don, like, this is all things Don Callis said? Yes. God, I love Don. I love, I told, did, didn't I tell you guys I love Don Callis? You did, you did, you did. You did. It was good. Um, I don't understand the feud with the whole Don Callis and Christian background. Maybe I'll have to like watch. Yeah, it. there was like a really yeah. weird thing where like Kenny Omega was ten or something, and then I don't understand. Christian, I, I, I if there's just, if Christian and Don Callis have any sort of history, it'll probably be impact related because I think no, it was they, it was farther back apparently. Apparently, it was like a long time ago. Oh, like, like Christian was like fifteen or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just I'm just stupid. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it either. So <laughs> someone can explain Eric, it to us. Eric will. Uh, the connection kingdom. <laughs> no, no, no. Eric, hello, Eric will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Explain it to us next show. That's that's your job. Right. That's your that's your home. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Homework for the week. Uh, this is what I've been wanting to get into because Cody's like, oh, what is um, Moxie going to do? told us what he's going to do. He was waiting for a mail, and one person from New Japan wants to fight him. And that is Kojima. Yeah. If you don't know Kojima, he loves bread. He's a cozy lariat and he's a veteran. Um, last time was faced a, um, a New Japan guy. One on one was, um, who was it? Wasn't it Kenta? No. No, no, no. Blue Justice. Blue Justice. Eric, help me out here. Oh, me. Oh. Oh, I don't, I, if you guys notice, I don't watch New Japan. Oh, I know oh. you don't watch New Japan. Oh, it, it's not important. We 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 got we got to get rolling here. We still have an entire. Okay, okay, okay. But he's gonna he's gonna face the Batman Kojima, uh, but it wasn't advertised uh, uh, shortly after the advertised all the matches, and Mr. Batman wasn't there, so I'm confused. That's all. I don't think it should be an all out. If I'm being honest, I'm not saying that. Be- that would be two. That would be two matches with no storyline at all in your match in your pay per view. I mean, the storyline is he hates the veterans of New Japan. He wants well, to be the only thing you also have to consider AEW fans are like aren't necessarily like all WWE fans that transferred over. They're all people that have religiously watched the indies and indie shows. There's usually never uh, there's usually never a feud or at least any sort of long term storyline in the indies. So this is so so it's it's kind of the product that. AEW fans are used to and love to see matches that don't really have much build. Sometimes it's just they want. Sometimes it's just two guys they like having a match. Okay, I'm gonna get to. Okay, I'm gonna get to the Gun Club versus the Factory. Oh God, this was a match. Yes, this was a match. (laughs) And and, and you see it right. The Gun Club won against the Factory. Well, of course, because heels never win on Dynamite, but. I just, the I just, gun, they're, like the they're, building, they're, they're building that big show match for like, yeah, like the gun, the gun club, a group nobody. I'll bet you a lot of people that watch AW don't even know who the gun club is because I think they do a lot of their work on AW Dark yeah. and the factory, who literally no no one cares about them. Literally, I care about them because if, um, one if, of them if, if Anthony if Anthony Gogo's not there, I do not care about the factory at all. Well, one of them dated Bailey, and I'm very. And then, um, uh. You know they're undefeated, right? In AEW, the Gun Club. The yeah, Gun no Club. Way. They're now thirteen and zero. Yeah, they were twelve and zero going into that match when they won. You better so, stop. That is. Yeah. No, no, because because one of the one of the Gun Kids, I forget which one, is like twenty four and zero, but it's all on it's all dark matches. But yeah, I it, need to watch. Yeah, more I, I totally believe they're undefeated. I need to watch more dark. This was a dumb match. Uh, Big Show was on commentary, or Paul White. Or, <laughs> yeah, no more BS. Uh, <laughs> Building his match against that guy that we really don't care about. That I probably, I'll probably go to the bathroom during that match. Actually. The match won't. It's not going to last long. You it might need. You might need to take a really quick bathroom break. So I don't think that match is going very long. If I miss it, though, well. <laughs> all right, Dom. This is main event time, right? No. Shows me that you're not paying attention because next we have Ethan Page Scorpio. This was stupid. This was stupid <laughs> last week. It was stupid this week. <laughs> <laughs> You, you missed it. Come on, Cody. No, I see. I, I remember seeing it, and I don't know who that guy is. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say he's an old man. I'm just, and his promos don't make any sense. I don't know what he's trying to say. 
Oh man, so, they, yeah. they have they have messed Scorpio Sky up. I and Ethan Page. He was one of my favorite guys on the entire roster. He's so good, and they put him with Ethan Page, who's also really good. And this could have been a really good duo, or like they they could have been a really good tag team. But I don't think they've won a single match as a duo. Have like I think they might have won like a two on one handicap match against Darby or something. But like they lose all the time. There's no point to them. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um. Next, Don, Don, Don doesn't have much to say. I don't have much. To, even I don't have much to say. But next, we have the main event. Cody, you can go ahead. Can I say before we start, if this match went longer than three minutes, then this was then this is really stupid. No, I think it's really think it's like So, but before before we get into the match, can we just talk about that entrance? Oh, Look at this man. Back. He has the best entrance in AEW easily. In all of wrestling, look at this. Uh, no, wrestling. Who has a better entrance? I, I, I can't think of that right now. Yeah, see, 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 see. I like, I like Sasha Banks's entrance better than that. Did you say like Sasha Banks' entrance better than that? But you, Dom, you also said Goldberg has like a, the sickest entrance of all time. No, so. I said hype. I said there's a difference. It's a difference. You need to understand. Okay, well, this was a squash match. I don't yeah. like that Arn Anderson had the towel to throw in about a minute in. And what? I thought that was, I thought that was pretty what? Arn Anderson was So he was at ringside. He had a white towel he was going to throw in. The throw in the towel like a minute into the match. It was, the, it was really dumb. And you you know as soon as he enter, as soon as they walk in and Arn Arn Anderson has a towel you know that that means that because <laughs> Arn Anderson's on TV a lot and I don't think he's ever had a white towel with him so there's only one reason he'd come with a white towel <laughs> he that, he ended up didn't he didn't throw the towel in and then oh, Brock flush okay. and then uh, Malachi also kicked um, Arn Anderson and then I don't know who came out I don't know who that was I got you Lee Johnson came come out and Molly. I can't. Eric is already disappointed. Lee Johnson comes out and get this: Malachi Black retweeted, and that was the end of the no. show. Yes, no. yes, yes. Lee Johnson. Oh, you're kidding me! Oh, they're gonna ruin Malachi Black. I'm telling Lee, you right now. Lee ring. Johnson's Lee Johnson's nothing. He's Lee nothing. Johnson. Lee Johnson came to the rescue. Malik, he didn't. They didn't fight. He just stepped out the ring and he smiled, and that was the end no. of the show. That was your AEW. Lee Johnson, I don't know if I he, another one. I don't know if he other than Dark. I'm sure he wins on Dark, but on TV, I don't know that he's won a match. Why is that would have been a good one if he runs in and Malachi Black just lays him That's out? That's what like, I wanted, hey, but we don't get what we want sometimes. That makes that makes him look so dumb if he's walking away if he's retreating from this jobber. Like let, let me th- I'm sure, I'm gonna think of a of an of a, an analogy from um from WWE to to try to like it's like if Roman Reigns. Back down, for, God. Who? Who even? Who even? I don't even know. Ricochet. WWE, ricochet. Maybe Ricochet. No, ricochet wins some matches. Lee Johnson wins no. It's like if he. It's okay. It's like you know Leon. You know Leon Ruff on that was on just got. It's really not in WWE anymore though. It's, yeah, but but back back then, like, but how they presented him. It's like if it's like if Roman Reigns backed down from Leon Ruff. That'd be funny. <laughs> Okay, I think that's the show. Um, it wasn't very good. I think it was one of the worst. <laughs> AEW, it was one of the worst AEWs I've watched personally. So Monday hey. Night Raw from this is from August twenty third. Um, wow. Um, geez, where to start? I'm. I mean, no better place to start than the beginning. I actually, I'm not gonna. Lie. I liked the opening segment. The op- like just the segment. 
we'll, we'll get into the opening match later. The opening segment, I actually had some some hope for the show because you know, Lashley and MVP come out, and that's like that's always just a good way to start. Just like start with your champion, especially with a mouthpiece as good as MVP. And MVP cuts a pretty good promo. Like it, it wasn't his best, but it was good. It, like it was a good one. Like he definitely it definitely got the it definitely got the crowd got the crowd a little bit hot for with heat against MVP and Lashley, which is good. And so so far, it's like this is a pretty solid. Uh, this is a pretty solid opening. Um, the only th- so the one small gripe I have: why is MVP still wearing a hurt business chain when they're not a thing anymore? And he, he needs to have his ice on. You know, you gotta have ice. He's the pimp. Still, you gotta okay. He's a pimp. Still, like, and he and he's the one that broke up the hurt business. So it doesn't make too much sense. But then also, when they keep making a big deal about how Lashley is such a piece of crap for um, hurt locking Gage, I thought to myself. He was attacked from behind, isn't that technically? Even though he's fifteen, isn't that technically just self-defense? That was my point. Why, yeah, why, why are we? Why are we all getting on Lashley when like Gage didn't need to? What's Gage doing charging him anyway? Like, what do you think's gonna happen? But anyway, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, the pro, pro, good promo, and you you know that this is setting up. So you keep saying like, because MVP's insulting that he's insulting um, Goldberg, he's insulting the city. So you know somebody's coming out, which yeah. I thought would be Goldberg. I was really surprised Goldberg was not on the show at all. Thank God. But then it's Damien Priest. And my first reaction was, okay, this is interesting because I like Damien Priest. Then it's like, oh, wait, no, because that means this is going to be the match and one of them probably has to lose. And it made no sense. And they have a little back and forth where at, at first, why would you put Damien Priest, who's not very good on the mic, in a promo war against MVP, who's really good on the mic. For the first like thirty seconds, I thought, I thought MVP was making uh, Damian Priest look pretty stupid, because um, he was like, because you know, Damian Priest is doing the whole pant like pandering to the crowd. You're gonna come here and you're gonna call all these people cowards, and MVP's like, yeah, because they're cowards. And, they, <laughs> and he did it like, like three different times, and and I'm like, MVP's really like, I have oh, yeah, my note. Um, oh no, get the mic out of Damian's hands. He's like, he's looking really out of his league next MVP. But then he ended it pretty well. You know the mat, and then the make they make the match official, and I mean, like we like we even said to each other, "There's no way this match is actually happening. It's not." Well, and, 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 speaking and, and, of that, <laughs> well, we're not well, we're not even at we're not even at that point yet because oh boy, because the Damian Priest Bobby Lashley match actually happened, but and okay. I timed it, which also, which by the way, did, he, did he, I know we talked about that I was going to do this, but I didn't watch AW. Did either of you guys do the uh, belt time the belt to bell in AW? Uh, Anyway, so they have the match and it lasts. I timed it a minute and 18 seconds before Sheamus interferes with the DQ. So at least, at least they got it right that this match shouldn't have had any sort of like decisive finish that, that cheapens either of these two. And now, you know, okay, who like what baby face is going to come out? Like now, like Goldberg's going to probably come out and save Damian Priest, right? No, the got. My mine and Cody's favorite guy, old good old Drew McIntyre coming out to make the save. Yes, <laughs> I love Drew. I have statements yeah. on that. Yeah, I, I can't, which I can't wait for. By the way, so my note says, so it says, Damian Priest gets momentum. Sheamus comes in for the DQ. Drew McIntyre makes the save. Incoming, incoming tag team to be made during the break, and then they go to break at a terrible time. By the way, um, I hate how they, they, and this is this is a show wide thing. I hate how they come in and out of breaks. But they go in and out of breaks. Like they go to break, matches made during the break, and they have a match. Um, and anything, anything. I know I'm kind of I'm kind of going on here. But do you guys anything you guys want to? Okay, in? 
I have an official statement from, uh -oh. from my, uh, I have officially chosen that me, Cody, I hate Drew McIntyre. I am sick of him. He needs to go somewhere else. He needs to go to SmackDown, go to NXT, go to AEW. I don't care. He needs to get off this goddamn Raw roster because he, he ruins the show for me. He really Please does. Stop. I, I turned off the raw review segment so you can see me, my face, to show you how disappointed I am in you. You need to stop. He's a folk hero. What do you not understand? Folk hero? What the yes, hell? that's why he has the sword. He's a folk hero. Yeah, that sword needs to be shoved up. So what do you want him to be? Guy. You want him to just be another tough guy who can't speak on the mic? I want him. Yeah, he's terrible on the mic. That's what, I'm not disputing that. That's what I'm saying. Is, is that what you want well, him to like, be? But like he, he, how many times have he fought Bobby Lashley for the title, lost, and now we're we're doing this again? He's gonna get a rematch. No, he can't possibly. I'll, I'll be so disappointed if they do that, because because here's 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 an, a note that I made at the very beginning of the match. So like it's happening, but why like why is this match happening? Because who is Drew's like who is his opponent? Who who's his opponent coming out of the match? It can't be Lashley because the stipulation in Drew's last title match was if Drew loses, he cannot challenge Lashley for the title ever again. So that cannot happen. And and I think and Sheamus, since he attacked Damian Priest, that's that that's that feud. Damian Priest is going to be with Sheamus. So I don't know I don't know what Drew I don't know what business Drew really has in here other than it was probably we wrote this entire episode of Raw and Drew McIntyre's nowhere to be found. Where can we shoehorn him in? We do yeah. have a glimmer of hope though. Because and later on, because of the, how the Dom, you can go to the, the match. Part, part. the match. But it's like the match is boring. Let's be honest. But uh, Bobby yeah, Lashley. On. Bobby Lashley walks out. Walks out on Sheamus. Which means it, it sets up. It does make no sense. But it's just a little rift between Sheamus and Bobby Lashley after they they decide to tag together, save each other's ass. So I have a glimmer of hope it could be Sheamus next pay per view. Even though heel on heel, I don't usually like that. Anything for Drew McIntyre not to be involved in this, I would appreciate it. So for me, the match, the, as far as the actual match goes, yeah, the match was pretty boring because you know exactly it, it's a raw opening match. You know exactly what's going to happen. But yeah. my big gripes, Damian Priest looked so bad in this match. Not not from like a not from like a technical wrestling standpoint, but from he just every time he was in there, he just got his ass kicked. <laughs> he was just he was getting ragdolled and just he was down for like most of it. And then so there was a point where they go to break. So you guys know how they take they they a lot of the times they go to break. When the baby face gets hit, and it'll be like, "Oh, how? Like, what's the baby face gonna do now? We'll be right back," kind of thing. They did the they opposite. Did. They did the complete opposite. Lashley got like I forget what the move was, but Lashley got like thrown onto the announce table or something, and they did the exact opposite. They're like, "Can the WWE champion recover?" They pitched to the break as if Bobby Lashley was a baby face, and it made no sense at all. I was like, "Did no?" Yeah, no, I remember that because it was a terrible. Terrible box or something because Drew McIntyre flipped him over and he landed like right on his neck. Yeah, but yeah, they, they pitched to the break as if Bobby Lashley was the baby face. Which that's just getting into television, and that's just it's no secret that WWE commentators are just the absolute worst ever. Oh, yeah, I was gonna but say, yeah, like, the commentating team, Pat McAfee, but also, I'm gonna talk about how much I love Corey Graves at some point. I love Corey Graves, but. Anyway, yeah, back to the match. He this had like the only way this would have made sense is if Damian Priest pinned Sheamus because Drew McIntyre shouldn't get the pin since he has no clear direction with any of these other three guys. But then it then you know Damian Priest gets his ass kicked 
and Bobby Lashley walks out for literally no reason. <laughs> like, like I think he got he got hit on the outside by somebody, and he walked out on Sheamus for no reason. And then the worst part, he gets so Bobby Lashley walks out, and Damian Priest is the legal man. So he's like, okay, at least Damian Priest is gonna get the pin now. He tags in Drew McIntyre for no reason, so Drew McIntyre can get the pin. <laughs> he's a good, he's a nice guy. He's like, oh, dude. so like. It made no. It made absolutely no sense for the, the booking of Damian Priest in this match. None. He looked terrible the whole time. Like all this. Like the only good thing about it, the only positive I can take away from it is like um, at SummerSlam, I was saying you can't put drawn out heat on Damian Priest because he doesn't get the reaction from the crowd. He got the reactions from the crowd today, so at least it looked fine that he was getting heat on him because the crowd was behind him. But it never really built to any big comeback for him. Like. He got a couple strikes, like a couple good moves in, but then he just tagged Drew in to, for as for a hot tag. It was also before nonsense. we move on. Uh, before we move on to, the, I want to make a note that uh, Pat McAfee will not be on SmackDown this week. He tested positive for COVID, oh, so no. he will be out for two weeks. Uh, and I just want to say, Bailey was trending on Twitter. If they are smart, if WWE smart, they will put Bailey on the commentary. Booth. You bet. Yes. Yes, do it now. <laughs> now. Please. I, I wanted to say that just because I have nothing else to say about this match. Because Bailey's amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, so Dom, Dom, do you have a, before we move on, Dom, do you have any, do you have any thoughts on the opening? This was probably the first 20 minutes of the show. Um, I was thinking to myself, I have to watch another two and a half hours of this. <laughs> and then segment happened. Okay. Was, yeah. So this, let, let's talk really quick about this. Piece of television gold we got here. Luckily, it was only like thirty seconds. Dude dropped backstage with um. What it is it still Charlie Caruso that's doing the backstage interviews? Is somebody? Is no, that's Caleb. Bra- it's Caleb Braxton. Caleb Braxton backstage with Dude Drop. You know, ex- trying to ex- like basically asking what everyone what everyone's dying to know after SummerSlam. What's up with you and Eva Marie? Like I, I don't know about you guys. I've been waiting anxiously since Saturday to find out what's going on with those two. Dude Drop says exactly what you think. I don't remember exactly because I wasn't paying too much attention. She says like, "Oh yeah, I don't like probably something like I don't like her because she's mean to me." And then yeah, and then Eva Marie comes in. They brawl for a couple seconds, and which was actually to Eva Marie's credit, this wasn't terrible brawling because all she's doing is pounding her head against that little thing that she's. Which okay, here's something. Um. Do you guys remember like how the brawl happened? How Eva Marie pushed that yes. huge cart? She pushed that right in front. Like, how did Dewdrop not see that coming? Also, <laughs> talking about Dewdrop, I just want to point out, Mr. Pomo, she said that she likes the name Dewdrop because she's oh, going to Dewdrop on Eva. She's going to Dewdrop on Eva Marie. I forgot about that. I also, I also am surprised just because I didn't actually think she was turning face. I just thought it was. I just thought it was like. Yeah. It seems it seemed very it seemed very sudden to actually like fully do the turn. Yeah. But anyway, so they brawl for a couple seconds, and then the oh the payoff for this whole thing. I know that WWE if WWE knows their fans, they know that the fans just love when the when when the when the wrestlers curse. So even Marie beats her up and and Dewdrop looks up and she goes like bitch and I wrote and I wrote my notes. It's, oh my god, Dewdrop said bitch. <laughs> Exactly. You know why that surprised me? Because I remember vividly it's saying PG TV, and I'm like, can they say bitch on PG TV? But, but here's the thing: they think they think that like that's how they really like edge up their promos is they throw in like like bitch. No, I mean, it's not the, the edging part. I'm just like, and the, like if you notice, I, I want you, I want you guys to start. If you're not already paying attention for this little thing, start every time they curse, whether they say bitch or like jackass or bullshit, 
Every single time they hold it, they, they say it and then they pause. Because they're waiting for the because they're because they want to go, oh it's, it's really like oh, also I'm glad I'm glad we don't have to wait too long because this match was happening next week on Raw. Yeah. So, so, I'm actually happy I'm actually no, I'm being serious when I said that. I'm happy that we don't we're not getting this on extreme rules. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Okay. totally. Um next is something I've been wanting to talk about. Um, first things first. What is this? Oh my god! <laughs> what is this? That's something like they they mess up their NXT call ups in a lot of ways. But something recently they've been doing that I get a lot of pleasure out of. How they're going to change up their ring gear? Because remember Keith Lee when he first got called up and he was wearing like a legit just like a skirt yes. and a cut off hoodie. Like, what the fuck are they doing? I like and the cut off hoodie. And then they put and then they put Carrying Cross in that weird mask and. He hasn't always worn the like the cross leather, right? <laughs> this is no, that that was, was, that, I think that was worse. I think that was worse. Than yeah, that, that was the worst. The worst part of it was the cross leather. I'm, I'm telling. I, I said. I think I have to look back in the chat. I call it like a BDSM ma- mask because yeah, that's no, what it reminds me of. To be a gladiator. I, I'm just very. I'm, I was just very. I'm very upset with how Ricochet's treated. I just—he's just so good in the ring. It's just like so upsetting. You I know what? This carrying cross is fucking. You know like, what's unfortunate? It's confirmed that Ricochet is a mid card jobber. He's been a mid card jobber. Well, I just wanted to. I had hope. I had hope after Money in the Bank when he like did crazy spots that maybe, just maybe, Vince would give him a shot. But nope. But you know, I think I actually think WWE's kind of smart for not really giving him a huge push because here's the thing he obviously he worked in nxt because nxt fans are really big high spot fans and ricochet might be the best high spot guy in in the world he does like he's just his high spots are insane but once you get up to the main roster and this is why a lot of the nxt guys fail and why like they're never given a chance is once you get to the main roster if you're going to be something you have to be able to talk ricochet's got no charisma on the mic his his promos are awful 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 he has no character so he, yeah. he he so just based on that his ceiling in WWE really is like is mid card mid card jobber that like every six months will get in a feud and might win the U- United States title once or twice in his career. Has he? Yeah, he was the United States champion. He, yeah, I, he was already okay. U.S. champion. But that, I blinked. That's, that's I blinked and missed that's it. Until, I blinked he, and until he until he until he commits to get it to like getting good on the mic. He, that's his. He's he's reached his ceiling. Let's yeah. let's say this. He's the Ben Simmons. No, no, bad comparison. You need to stop. Stop it right now. Yeah, but as far as the match is concerned, um, I don't have the exact uh, time for this match, bell to bell. But it was it was less than three minutes. Um, no, I was worried at first, not because I wanted Ricochet to get squashed, but like he, since it's carrying across, he needed to get squashed, and it looked like, and he got a flurry at the beginning that made me think, okay, this, they're going to really make this, you know, like an eight or nine minute back and forth where carrying across is going to have to like throw the kitchen sink at it, but no. It's like a th- like a three minute match. Ricochet got a little bit of a got a little flurry, which was fine. But then you know, Karen Cross quickly cuts him off, hits a couple moves, and you know, chokes him out. And I thought, I thought, you know, for if that's what you like, you got to push Karen Cross. Not necessarily push him, but when he debuts, you've got to give him a chance to get over because of where he's coming from and what he was in NXT. And I think he like it's matches like that where he comes out looking really strong. I think that's just I think it was a really good piece of business. Um, I do have another thing to say. Um, I carry across as the worst submission finisher in the <laughs> wrestling I've ever seen. Oh, he, he literally barely, he barely puts it. He goes, and then they tap out. I'm like, right. yeah, that's all I have. All right, next we have 
I know I, I know a good friend of ours really was looking forward for this. Yeah. Um, no, no, no name. Drop. I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna start off by saying I've never been a fan of um, WWE talk shows. So my note for this is Logan Paul and Moist TV. Thankfully, I don't need to watch this because I know Cody will. Moist TV is better than Moist TV. Moist TV is better than Moist TV. But we don't really have to talk about this. Logan Paul got booed out of the building. Um, it was funny to see how he reacted. Um, to because I don't think he was expecting it. I know Vince wasn't expecting it. What? What are they booing? That's a good impression. And then, and then we have the big, uh, the wait, no, there was a match, right? Yeah, yeah. come from this. They, um, do you want you want to say something about Moist TV? I wanted to say something about Moist TV. Um. I really like the I like the bigger the bickering between Miz and Morrison right before Mr. Xavier Woods came out. Um, he didn't have the what is it the the squirt gun the big squirt gun. Uh, the, um, the moist the drip the, the, Didn't have the drip thing to but um, he did come out like usual. <clears throat> but Logan Paul just wanted to say um, he, apparently he's going to go into wrestling. I hope not because he did not know how to react. He didn't play to the crowd at all. I don't, he just, a, I don't think that's a rumor. I think that just you don't want him to go in the wrestling. I don't, <laughs> I don't because he's gonna be he's gonna be bad. He, he showed me like he has no talk. He he has no connection with the crowd. He should have ends up the crowd if you're getting booty. That's what you do. If he really wants to get into professional wrestling, he's gonna he's not so good. But anyways. Um, yeah, so actually, so before we get to the match, I did yeah. this. I wait. I wish I wrote down the actual quote because all I have here. This is the first. I said I was going to talk about how I love Corey Graves. So mm-hmm. under the under the under the note I made on Moist TV, without putting the quote, I'm really mad at myself. This is the first time on my notes where I said, "Am I the only one who absolutely loves Corey Graves?" Just wanted to throw that in there that I love Corey Graves. I just don't remember what he said. And then when Xavier Woods' music hits, then the very next note on this is verbatim on my note sheet. Oh fuck no, not Xavier Woods. Fuck my life. I hate this. No, 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 no. Fuck this. Oh, God. Oh, shit. This sucks. New Day walks, by the way. And Xavier and Miss had a match. Um, this match was meh. This match was longer than it should have been, honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You said it was like, what? What What was the count of this, this, this match? This match ended up being like, um, not including the break, obviously, but bell to bell. This was might have been the longest match of the night, honestly. This was like, I want to say this match got like 12 minutes. Yeah, you know, I do love watching the worst wrestler of the New Day wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> no, no just yeah, the Xavier Woods because yeah. so we, we can we can do we can actually do a little bit of math here because um uh, after so after my notes on this match, this is when I said okay, it's, it's halfway through the show. We have twenty two and a half minutes of bell to bell action so far. So that does leave yeah, because you know yeah. we had we had about a minute of a minute and a half of uh, of of Lashley and Damian Priest, and then probably like ten minutes of that tag match, three minutes of um of carrying cross so yeah this 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 got like nine nine ten minutes which was just ridiculous that for for and it's not even a feud i don't it's not even really a feud xavier Woods. Not anymore not anymore <laughs> not anymore we'll talk yeah. it's, it's, it's holding horses yeah so like for a match that it was clearly from the beginning even even if you didn't know about what was going to happen post-match you knew that this match was really going to be just about highlighting the growing Dissension between Johnny Morrison. Why did I call him Johnny Morrison? That was Johnny weird. Morrison. Yeah, I got stuck. I got stuck between John Morrison and Johnny Drip Drip. Um, but, but yeah. So 
it was all it was all about the growing tension between those two. So it only really needed to be f- like five minutes for them to do a little back and forth, Miz to kind of take control for a second, and then uh, John Morrison do something weird to kind of cost Miz the match, which did kind of which did end up happening, but just after ten minutes of back and forth with two wrestlers that I don't really think anybody gave a sh- no. Ten, can you, do you think? Of the tens of thousands of people that are in there, did anybody walk into that building going, "God, I hope I see Xavier Woods tonight"? I'm sure that one, that one mark, that well, he was little kids, little it. kids probably. He's like, ah. yeah, New Day, no, New no, Day. Not actually, probably not actually, because they're like, oh, it's Xavier, just yeah. Xavier Woods, not Kofi, not Kofi, not Biggie. Yeah. Talking about um, what happened after the match, big surprise. Um, the, the, the turn happened. Well, to, to, no, but to contextualize what prompted the turn, though, is um, yeah, is they is Xavier Woods and Miz were, were locked up, and uh, and and Xavier Woods was was in between, was technically in between where uh, Morrison and Miz are, and uh, Morrison had the drip stick and he was going to spray him. He sprayed both guys ducked, which I thought was weird. I thought for sure it was going to be Xavier Woods ducks, and then Miz gets hit, but no, it was they both ducked, and then uh, Woods like rolled up, Woods rolled Miz up or something, and so technically Morrison cost Miz the match, which led to this. And um, here's the face that says it all. Look at that face on Morrison. Look at that. Both, I, I commend him. That was actually a pretty good te- heel turn. I think I talked oh, to you guys. Oh, is that, is that your opinion? Because I was going to. Let, let me. Let me. Let me. <laughs> let me. I was going to say. No, I'm just surprised. That's my initial. That's, that wasn't my initial reaction, but I slept on it. And I'm glad I get to sleep on it. I was like, okay, the, the turn itself, I didn't see coming. Um, I would have like. I was. Like Morrison to turn on Miz instead, but the way, the reason I say that, is because it would have been a nice counterplay. Doesn't at the draft, because I don't have the picture. Miss actually did turn on Morrison, and mm-hmm. I thought it was would be a cool counterplay. Morrison's like being so manipulative, because apparently Miss is being manipulative. Johnny Drifter, he's just trying to have some fun, and Morrison's like. Oh, you, you, I lost one match against Xavier Woods. My world is ruined. I have to take you out. Good acting for Miz because that man looked intense. And Miz looks, I mean, Morrison looks, look at that face of that man. He, he, he's out of it. He's out of it. So I, 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 Cody said it was a bit early, but in the WWE standards, they don't do long bomb, long book, long term. Long-term book. They don't go. do it. And they're like, well, let's just do this for them. And I'm excited for, to see a face Morrison. But then again, we are back in 2009. And I mean, did it really? Was it really great? He's undoubtedly better as a heel, I think. And yeah. um, I'm, and I'm, I'm since I agree with Dom, I'll, I'll I'll go next, so we can we can end with the differing opinion. I agree with Dom. I think John Morrison. Um, I don't necessarily think that he should have been the one to turn, but I think based on the way that they were planting the seeds. Um, it definitely seemed like Morrison was going to be the one to turn because it was the uh, the tension was centering around John Morrison was like, wait, you weren't injured and you were making me like you were making me push you to the ring on in this wheelchair and like you were and, like I was having to do everything while you're like sitting on ass doing nothing. Like, like, yeah. They were definitely planting the seeds as if Morrison was going to be the one to turn. So just based on that alone, I think Morrison should have been the one to turn. But then again, Miz being the one that's going to stay heel, it does make sense that he's the one that breaks it up because this was a because this was a pretty pop. These two guys were a pretty popular act. You want to um, you do want the fans to be more mad at Miz at the start when the turn happens. You want people more mad at Miz than you necessarily want them in Johnny's corner because 
it's because you're going to slowly, as the feud goes on, you're going to slowly and slowly get in Johnny's corner. Why do I keep calling him Johnny? It's killing me right now. But as the feud goes on, because he's the baby face, you're inherently going to be pushed further and further in his corner. So I, so it is a fairly effective short-term booking move to have Miz be the one that turns. I just thought it was an odd decision based on what they'd been doing. All right. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so first off, I was like, I don't know what, I was kind of shocked when Dom said that he wasn't expecting it because, like, I feel like this is the most obvious thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> they've been teasing it for weeks. I do agree that it's been more teased that John's going to do it, but, like, that's what they do, though, because, like, it was teased uh, for the Shield that Dean Ambrose was going to be the one break up and it ended up being Seth Rollins. They like to swerve people. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was very I don't think it was a bad turn. I think it was sloppy. I think Miz was very sloppy mm-hmm. when he was like Morrison was on the ground and Miz was like just flailing punches, like not even hitting the It was intense. Look at the intensity. Okay. He's talking about the punches though. He's talking about the punches. Yeah I'm talking about the punches. It felt it's like real. You know, like, it felt real. I, I don't think so. I really like like in the heel turns like I'm like I was like, oh, this is just kind of lame. Oh. And like, also, also, I obviously we all knew it was happening, but I was, I was, I was a little no. surprised it happened this week. I, I would have thought it would have been much better if, like, somehow, Miz ends up in the chamber and John Morrison ends up in the chamber, and somehow the Miz is holding up for the skull mm-hmm. crush. Crushing finale and waiting for John Morrison to kick him or something, and the guy moves out of the way and John kicks Miz and he gets pinned. I feel that would be a cooler way to do the turn than have them just break up on a, a rod and, and probably wrestle at extreme rules. Because I feel like this match could have been a, a mania esque match with how much history they have with each other. <laughs> But they don't. But you put Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre on SummerSlam, <laughs> and this and Miz and Morrison can't even get on. To a uh, main pay per view. Drew McIntyre is not John. Uh, John Morrison is not Drew McIntyre. I'm, I'm sorry to say, that's just how yeah. it is. Yeah, because I actually like to watch John Morrison. <laughs> Your opinion, I like. Then take sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had Monsoor. Oh, not no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. No, 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 not not even close to yet. Um, yeah, so. Actually, by this point after this match, so we we had reached the 90-minute mark. We're exactly halfway through Raw, and okay. we've had – of this wrestling show, there's been 22 and a half minutes of wrestling, not in, not including beatdowns. Just from bell to bell, we've had 22 and a half minutes through 90 minutes of the show. And that, that's an experiment I've been doing. I want to see how much bell-to-bell action both shows give us. Knowing full well what the answer is going to be, we're going to need a lot more from, um, from AEW. But I think like that's like they wonder why people knock raw all the time. It's because you know that leaves us sixty-six and a half minutes of nonsense. Commercials and nonsense. We don't that's not I'm not watching Raw for the pro not for the crappy promos and the shitty backstage segments. I want to watch some flipping wrestling. Like I'm not saying fill it all with wrestling, but put more wrestling in there. That's why I'm watching. Uh, stage segment. Oh, no. oh, Nick, this time I did. Yeah, with a, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So this is the we had a backstage segment, um, which is of course why WWE thinks we're all watching for these thrilling backstage segments where uh, Nikki Ash is talking to Rhea Ripley about tagging with her again, even though we against um, Nia Jax, even though we just got this match last week. Except this time instead of with Charlotte, it was with Shayna. Um, so it's like okay, so yeah, 
more uh, more rematches from last week's Raw that everyone's dying to see. We all want we all want a lot more Nikki Ash. We all want a lot more Nia Jax. That's what, that's what we're all. I'm glad WWE is giving us exactly what we want here. So that was that segment. It lasted about two minutes, and I didn't. Go. Did I finally have it. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you, I mean, is there, is there really anything else to say about the segment? I didn't even know what a segment was. So um, I, um, I I have a confession. I. Uh, I hate Nia Jax, so anytime she's on the TV, I walk out of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's—I think she's the most untalented person on the entire yeah. roster. Oh, she no, she's definitely one of those people. It's like you have a job because you're related. Your family, yeah, yeah. It's a good argument. Uh, afterwards, so moving, yeah, moving right along, we had um, we had a the one of the greatest things ever to happen to wrestling. We had a twenty-four-seven title segment with my. What somehow someone I like my one of my favorite parts of Monday Night Raw is is, is watching Reggie is watching Reggie just bounce around the world. Dude, I love, I love <laughs> he's like, what was it an ice? Yeah, it was like an ice cream truck. Ice, yeah. He's like getting ice cream, and there's like a bush walking behind him, which you know was going to be our truth. But then what got what got me a little bit was now Tazal was also in a trash can, and then and they're like, oh, it's time to, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the I'm here to get the 24 seven title, and then Reggie jumps up into a tree, and then he like jumps down. Pops back up on top of the truck, and it's just—it it was cool. <laughs> it's fine. My Less favorite it. line of the night was "Tarzan has nothing on you" from R Tooth. Yeah, so, line, uh, so yeah, my my note for the segment: um, twenty four seven title segment, comma Reggie is awesome. That's all I wrote. We need the twenty four set. Se- I need the twenty four seven segment each raw because if not, then I would be very very worried of my mental health. Mm-hmm. I'm watching raw weekly. Because it's, it's a life I need. I need to put more segments like that and put less of the stupid crap. Yep. Yep. So, yep. yep. Talking about stupid yeah. crap. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, the, yeah, we had a really quick segment before the next match, which was uh, Riddle and Randy talking about how fun they're out to have at their championship celebration. Um, and Randy says, probably the funniest thing ever. Um, he said, he asked Riddle not to do something stupid. And asking Matt Riddle not to do something stupid is like asking a dog not to sniff its own ass. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I will say I like I'm starting to like middle more not because no, I, don't think we, ooh, I I came out of the show hating him so much more no than no, no, no 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 <laughs> not, I don't I think he needs somebody to play off him like Randy I don't think he would be like entertaining for me by himself but I need somebody like Randy to play off him so I I, I did enjoy that segment I can't wait to talk about their later segments since you're oh, saying I, oh. it now. <laughs> talking about what so what's next because i have next, my yeah, so next question. is next is the mons mansoor versus jinder mahal match oh okay um, and my first note and this was something i found very funny and uh, i don't if you guys didn't uh is that not how you spelled mansoor i'm almost positive i'm um, sure it's an a in there yeah i'm pretty sure i think it's m-a-n-s-o-o-r but anyway so if you guys didn't catch this live, I highly recommend going back. When Mansoor makes his entrance, there is a really obvious, really hilarious canned pop because the crowd was dead. And there's just this hilarious fake pop that they piped in for television. I highly recommend going back and listening to it because it was really funny. But anyway, yeah. This so this crowd was not good. This crowd yeah, was this, not good. Yeah, so th- this match was um, – no, I thought they started in the MVP um, and Damian Priest segment. I thought they yeah. were good. They seemed pretty alive. But, yeah, this match – there was only one point for this match, I thought, um, and that was which I think they kind of found their way back to, and it was the whole um, um, Mustafa Ali, which I'm not even being sarcastic. 
never a bad time to put him on television. I love him. Yep, I agree. Um, but it was all about their whole thing with um, Mansoor's getting mad that Ollie's kind of giving him dirty wins. He's like, I want to do this my way. That was clearly what this match was always going to be about. And as I'm as I'm finishing, because then my note says this is clearly all about Ollie and Mansoor. As I'm finishing writing that, that's when Jinder gets DQ'd. Jinder goes in the corner and starts stomping him and breaks the five count. Like every like like you have to be a complete idiot to do that because it's so obvious. And he gets DQ'd for it. Um, and like, okay, so is this now? This is is this about Jinder being a bigger heel than we thought he was? Like, is he losing his mind? Is that what we're trying to follow? And then Ali comes in, and for some reason thinks it's appropriate to say, like, something, this isn't verbatim, but something to the effect okay. of, that's what happens when you try it your way. What? You can't so when, like, so you're telling me that if Monster doesn't cheat, he's going to win every match by DQ. I'll take it. I'll, I'll never lose a match again. But you're saying something about the way Mansoor carries himself and wrestles makes people just want to beat the shit out of him for a DQ. That it made, the line made no sense. That it made zero sense. Just like this whole segment, just like this whole match, just like the ending of this match, none of it made sense. I so, and missed it. So. Oh, yeah. So I have nothing to say about this match. I just want to give a fun fact because I learned this the other day. The, the, the Money in the Bank match that Brock Lesnar won the Money in the Bank briefcase, mm-hmm. uh, Mustafa Ali was going to win that match. And he didn't stop. Vince no. McMahon told him right before he made his entrance that Brock Lesnar was winning it. You know, right now. I will not take I this. I read that this weekend. He said right before uh, Ali's music hit, that Vince informed him that Brock would be winning instead. Oh, man. So many things here just frustrate I, me with I, that. I love Mansoor and Ali, but I'm afraid of this. I do like the dynamic. Line. I just think they need to be in bigger matches than Ginger Mahal. Yes, thank you. They need to. Have them against um, Riddle and Orton next. Why not? They're they're no, they're not ready for. They're that not. They're, I don't, they don't really have like I, I don't know if tag team is really what like their dynamic. I don't know if a tag team match. I, I think I think it keeps. I think it keeps needing to be singles matches where you know if, if Ollie's having a singles match, he wins dirty, and if or like, or, or like he or like Mansoor does nothing to help him win dirty, and then if it's a Mansoor match, he's helping win dirty, and, I th- and it's either going to be. I think what it might wind up being is Mansoor is going to end up turning heel and being like, "Oh, your no. your, your way really is the way." All right, because what, no. where else? Or or I could be wrong. It could it might just lead to a it, it might just lead to a standard pay per view yeah. match between the two where Mansoor wins and that and we never see those two. Together. I don't want Mansoor to turn heel. I think he's a good. All right, all right, go to the next thing. We're yeah. taking way too long. All right, go ahead. So quickly, so so quickly, I made a note because right after this match, we got the back the quick backstage segment between Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest where they talked about going, like, they just went out to go drinking. And I said this, I said this during our SummerSlam predictions, the pandering cookie-cutter babyface. Well, guess what Damian Priest said during this segment? Go bullies! He bullies! He said, no, he didn't, yeah. Uh, did he talk about bullies? Probably. He, I, he might have talked about bullies, but I, but he definitely did say, like, I've been dreaming of this for so yes, long. Yes, I feel like yes. I'm finally living the dream. Like every, I swear, every babyface, every babyface United States champion in the past three years has cut this exact same promo, and I'm I'm so sick of it. I instantly was like, I I, I love Damian Priest. I don't want to see. I really don't want to see him for, especially as me with Drew McIntyre. 
based on that principle alone, don't want to see him. But if he's going to be cutting these types of pandering promos like everyone else does, then I really don't want to see him. I'm sick of seeing this exact same, this exact same promo, this exact same mid card champion that no one ever cares about. It's going to cool him off. Like I, I'm predicting now, he's going to have a really underwhelming title reign, and they're going to completely cool off any momentum he ever has. He's going to lose it and be done. Like he's not going to be a big part of main roster. That's a solid prediction, to be honest. I even wrote, I even wrote eye roll emoji. Oh, hey, Damian Priest has always dreamed of this. What do you know? Hashtag eye roll emoji. Right, I'm ready to talk about this next segment. I've been waiting for like the last 10 minutes. Uh, please get to it. Okay, so um, we so Charlotte Flair comes out, and I am I love Charlotte, and she cuts, a, I thought, a really great promo. Um, definitely, the best, definitely the best promo on this show. I think Charlotte just, she talks herself up like no other. Like everything she said was great. I mean, I can't, I can't say enough good things about her promo. It was, it was just a really, really good promo. And, you know, a lot of times these kinds of segments, they end with some sort of baby face confrontation. And Charlotte starts making her way, is getting ready to make her way out of the ring with nothing happening, no one interfering. And I'm like, this is perfect. Charlotte comes in, talks up a storm, gets herself over as a heel. The people boo her and, and that's going to be it. And then <laughs> Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Comes out. Yes. Yeah, it's what it says right there. It comes out to say. And she says one word. She walks out with her stupid music and her stupid look and her stupid everything and her stupid doll. And she goes, Hi. Amazing, isn't it? And that was the end of the segment. And here's my notes for the entire segment from start to finish. Time for Charlotte, thank God. Oh, I wrote, oh, here's something. Um, so she said at the very beginning of the at the very beginning of the promo, she said, like, was there ever a doubt in anyone's mind that I was gonna regain the title? And I said, Dom definitely had doubt because I did, I did. So so my second note, so my second note up from the second was Dom definitely had doubt. And then okay, yeah, Charlotte's awesome, great promo. She can talk herself up like no other. Literally, don't ever stop talking. Oh fuck, not Alexa Bliss. Then <laughs> that's it. Literally, Honestly, that's, that was my kind of my same um I thought the promo was great. I the only thing I didn't like about the promo is that he played her music. That's right. They played it at a really weird time. I remember that. They played it and then stopped it and she started talking again. Yeah, so I remember like, that actually. That was really weird. I'm like, what's going on? And then Alexa, I'm like, oh god, this. And then, and you, then know what, you know what I bet? You know what I bet it was? But actually, um, I I almost want to say that whoever was cueing the music, that's probably where they meant to play Alexa's music. But they accidentally cued Charlotte. So then Charlotte had to vamp for a little bit. Yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah, it was a pretty. Uh, it was a good promo. Then it got ruined by what basically is revealing her next opponent. And um, and here's the thing: if that's her next opponent, do we think on like besides the fact that Charlotte's clearly just way better, do we think Alexa's really going to lose? Because ever since because this gimmick is clearly something WWE is really committed to do we really like i don't think alexa bliss has lost a match not including the money in the bank match obviously but um hasn't lost a match i don't think since she got this gimmick i i don't know if she'd lose there's two things that i can see i can see alexa winning just because she doesn't lose usually yeah and i can see her winning so charlotte regains the title again and gets one step closer to breaking her dad's record but, i mean see they normally do that with charlotte but they um where she loses the title and gets it back really quick but they don't usually do it two times in a row 
and she just did it with Shaka, like yeah, but that was, that was years Shaka. ago. That was that, that was years ago though. They haven't done it with her that much lately. Where she lose like where she'll win it, lose it, win it, and then she'll lose it and be done with it for a while. But I, she doesn't. This would be win it, lose it, win it, lose. It. I don't know if they would do that. Um, honestly, if this is gonna be the match, I think it would probably have to end in some sort of DQ to keep the if they wanted to keep the title on Charlotte. Because I just don't. With how committed WWE has been with this gimmick, I don't know that Alexa would lose. I have a bold prediction, of course. Um, I Alexa's gonna win, and she's gonna get a custom title like the Fiend did. I yeah, I could see it. So it's not that bold, okay? That's, I, um, no, it's actually a good. That's a good prediction. I th- I think that would probably happen. Thank you. I needed to hear that tonight. <laughs> I um I, I just have one thing before the segment's over. Um. Take Shayna out of the tag division and put her in the title. Talking Next about Shayna. Thank you. Um, let's let's Thank move on. You. Is that the next match? That is the next match. The, ne- oh, the next match happens is it's, yeah, Rhea Ripley and Nikki, almost a superhero, versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. My first note, Shayna is way too good to be in. It's way too good to be involved in this. Yeah. Um, this was, um, it was, I guess, a f- it was a fine match. Like there wasn't anything egregiously wrong with it. It just it was so expected. We knew what team was gonna win. We pretty much knew how they were gonna do it. I just had a lot of problems with like so there wasn't there's no real reason for Nikki ASH and Rhea Ripley to still be tagging together after SummerSlam unless they're the next odd couple tag team that's yep. gonna win the titles. Nope. So that's hopefully not gonna happen because I would love Rhea Ripley as a single. And Nikki Ash doesn't need any titles ever again for the rest of her life yep but there it was, it was like they're less than three minutes into the match they go to the first break and it made like the show was just so poorly formatted um like it's already a match that we don't care about why are you making it go why are you making it go over a break so we just have to watch it longer and yeah i was looking at my notes the only the only real reason that i was had any interest in this match was there was going to be inter- interplay between Shayna and Rhea Ripley, which I was really excited for. And their interplay was good. It just proved why neither of them should be involved with the other two people. It's like they, those two just need to be singles, especially Shayna. They've done her, they've done such a disservice to Shayna since they called her up. It's really, it's embarrassing. She's so good. She's so I have a, I have a dumb bull prediction. Uh, this is what's going to happen. Shea, uh, Nikki, Ash, and Rhea are going to tag for a little while. Even though we don't want it, they're gonna do it. They're gonna fight for the tag team championships, and Rio's gonna turn heel on Nikki. And that's I wouldn't mind. Program. Wouldn't mind at all. That's fine. Cool. And another, yeah. another another note that I made that I, is is Nia Jax's new gimmick, just female Rikishi, because she was all, <laughs> she, was, she was all about shut like shaking her ass and shoving it in people's faces. And My <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have to move that much, so that's yeah. probably why. And then, so obviously, so the fin- the finish. I-, I wrote after the finish. The team, the team we all knew would win one, but they but they made sure to make Nia and Shayna look nice and stupid before they did it, because I don't remember what the exact finish was. But it was something to the effect where Nia Jax somehow wound up doing a splash that, and she landed on Shayna, and then got dumped out of the ring somehow, and Shayna got pinned. And just, why? Why? Yeah, I have no interest in this match. Yeah, honestly, I don't even remember any of it. I just remember what I just remember telling myself like, Shayna Baszler was the one who destroyed the Elimination Chamber, like what 2020, right before the pandemic, and now look at her right when the when the when the fans are back. Like, 
What a fucking transition in the pandemic she had. That was honestly, I would argue she had the worst pandemic in in wrestling. Is that is that a good argument or like? Any- I mean, I'm sure somebody else that like got unemployed. Of- <laughs> I mean, unemployed. Okay, okay. In terms of okay, okay. Good point. In terms of character. I- in terms, I, well, I mean, I don't know. If, but you, I don't know if you can necessarily you can't necessarily say that the reason that. I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying through the like. Look at the start of the pandemic. Okay. Okay. So you're you're talking about the pandemic just era of wrestling. Yes. Yes. No. I'm not talking about like the pandemic is the reason. Okay. Shane is ruined. I'm saying like the beginning of the pandemic. I think this was maybe. You're frozen again. Before it was an elimination chamber where Shayna literally squashed everyone. We come back. Was that was that before the pandemic though? Was yeah, that, was, was that like way before? I feel like her and her. Okay, and no, I, no, no, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Mr. Fact Check, Mr. Eric is gonna tell me I'm right. Well, she won. Uh, she won the year. I I don't think she won. Are you saying she won last year's chamber? No, um, I don't think so. The year she won the chamber, I believe, was the year she faced Beck. Was she faced Becky? For the title of Mania? Yes, and that was, was that last year. Was that last year? Yes, it was. Huh. You guys are just, just you guys. You, I'm, not, you're I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying, saying you're wrong either. I just don't remember that. I yeah. thought that was two years ago. I thought that was two I have both predictions and great, a great memory. Yeah. It's just how it works. I, I'll, I'll take your word. All right, let's go to the next one. Yeah. Okay, so I have a really funny note, and this really, I think this proves that the people that write WWE aren't create like. They call them creative, but they're not creative at all. They're right. They're trying to write a comedy show, but they're not funny at all. So this is a title celebration. Uh, by the way, this is a title celebration um, for the new Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, RK Bro. How they not? Who? They're really not creative enough back there to call it a celebration. How fucking? <laughs> I thought of that. How, guess how long that took me to to, to come up with? Two seconds. But I didn't. I, uh, to be Two fair, seconds. I didn't. I didn't Two think seconds. of it. But I, really I didn't think of it either. That was pretty oh, good. Like, come on. It, like if if you're gonna if you're gonna do shit, like go all the way with it. <laughs> that, that is good. That's good. good. I'll give you that thing. And then my next yeah. note, I hope I never have to hear Matt Riddle talk ever again. I Dom, I cannot. I I am so disappointed that you said after this show you like Matt Riddle more than no. You did it's, it, I, I like him with Matt because I feel like he complements him. Like I like the the he has good one liners. He has good one good one liners. This was painful. Painful, painful, painful. Good and again, so Rand, so then Rand, so so the so Matt Riddle comes out first, um, and he's got you know, Randy said, "Don't do anything stupid." So naturally, he has balloons on all four posts, and he's got his scooter and all that stupid shit. And Randy comes. Oh, sorry, there's lightning in Chicago. Um, but you know, Randy comes and he st- he just stops. And he's, Randy's entrance was great, looking like why? What the fuck am I even doing here? And, <laughs> and so my, I have another another note where I once again said I love Corey Graves, and I remember exactly why. Because so he just he just buries Byron Saxton nonstop, and I, and I love it. So so like um, Corey Graves, he said something like like he's got like Randy Orton's coming out here looking at balloons, and Byron Saxton was like everyone loves balloons. And then and then Corey Graves, I think this is one, one of the lines of the night. He's like, yeah, everyone loves balloons, and then they turn six, Byron. Oh God, I love Corey Graves. <laughs> I love Corey Graves. That's good you know, stuff. So let's see. Uh, Randy gets in a- after Matt Riddle cuts a god awful promo, um, and I really made a, I made a big revelation about Matt Riddle's character. But first, 
I, I'm, I'm really glad Randy is not indulging in any of this crap. I'm glad he's not like grabbing the balloons and like, I'm glad he's not like even really looking at Matt Riddle. He's just like, he's almost healing. Like he's, he's just pissed off. He's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, and then Matt Riddle, I had the revelation when he starts telling Randy how to open and close a scooter. His character is not a stoner. His, his character is a five-year-old boy. He no, doesn't, no, he doesn't talk, he doesn't talk like, he doesn't talk like a stoner. I, I know, I know plenty of stoners. I've been around tons of people that have smoked a bunch of weed. They don't talk like this, but you know, I've been, I've also been around a lot of five-year-olds that talk exactly <laughs> like he does. He, his character does not talk like he's high. He, he talks like a five-year-old. I, I hated everything about this. It's a scooter. I, I really like, I, I hated, I cannot say how I, I hated everything about this. I just, I want, I want Matt Riddle released. I really do. I, I, oh, I don't oh, want to, I don't want to see this guy. I don't want to see this guy ever again. I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly fine with his match. Okay. I'm perfectly fine with his matches. He's fine in the ring and, and we'll get to that. But I hope that, I don't know who gave him a mic, but they ought to be ashamed of themselves. He should never talk again. That was awful. That was just awful. Okay. So like, so like I'm the resident oh, yeah. at Russell Point. I am the resident uh, Riddle fan here. Yeah. Uh, I think he's great. I did not like the segment on Monday. Okay. I, I did not think it was good. I thought it was very uh like when when you tease something on a SummerSlam that said I got a surprise for you, you're thinking it's like much cooler than a goddamn scooter. I mean, like you could have thought of anything, like anything at all. I just um. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the segment. I didn't think it was good. Um, I didn't think any segment was really good on the show, to be honest. There was I one really good one that got ruined by Alexa Bliss. I think Riddle. I think Riddle is a much better wrestler than you guys give him credit for. No, I, I think he's I, a good. No, I'm I, I'm gonna get in. I'm really? gonna get into it with the match, but he he's a. I think he's a. I actually think in the ring, I think he's actually like. I don't even think he's just good. I think he's like pretty damn good. But I don't want him to ever talk again. That, I, I, I can't I, listen to him. I do really think he's a top five wrestler on Raw. Uh, in, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. I won't. I won't necessarily agree, but I won't necessarily disagree. That's one of those things that I have to that I have to think about. But I'm definitely. I wouldn't discount it because I'm not. I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to. I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to jump ahead too much. But I will say I really liked what he did in this close in the closing match. I did really like what he was doing. I was gonna. Ask, Adam, do you have anything on, uh, yeah, I was gonna ask a question, like a hypothetical. It was an actual question. Hypothetical. Um, so, with Biddle, and we talked about Ricochet having bad mic skills. I think because they're prominent indie wrestlers, that they would lack the mic skills mm-hmm. in terms against somebody like who is like um, grown from WWE. Um, like see see now, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even consider Riddle an indie. I, he's an but, he, but he came he's from the indie. He, but he wasn't on indies for very long. Yeah, he was on the he he was in the UFC. That's where everybody knows him from. I'm, I'm not looking at him. I remember him in a couple bowlers. But he, yeah, I, I do get what you're saying. I, I don't think Riddle's bad on the mic. I just think his character is annoys people. Are you gonna say he's good on the mic? Though? I don't think he's. I don't think he's bad on the mic at all. Actually. Oh, I mean, he's, he's for what they want his gimmick to be, I suppose, that, like, for how they want him to sound, I'm sure he's, like, he's fine. If they said, Riddle, go out there and sound like a complete bumbling idiot, he did a really good job. But he at least, like, 
His delivery is fine for what his gimmick is, I suppose. I want like I, I'm not gonna say anything about him if I think he's necessarily good or bad on the mic until I hear him cut like a serious promo. Yeah. I I have this is all I have to say. He debuted on February seventh, twenty fifteen, by the way. In wrestling? In pro wrestling, yes. I'm not sure that's accurate. Well, yeah. How is it not accurate? I just looked it up on Google. As he was in the UFC like in 2018. I said pro wrestling. Yeah, it's, but he wasn't getting any uh, WWE deal in 2015. I mean, before he came to UFC. That's why. Well, middle? Like, yeah. Um, I'm saying he wasn't. That's why I'm saying he was an indie guy. And then he came to uh, NXT. Let's just, let's just get to the main event. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to. Okay. The main event was Riddle against AJ. Um, sorry. AJ Style. AJ Style. <laughs> Eric, Eric, you can go with this match. Yeah, so so um, before so before we get into the match, just quickly, the, the way the match came about, as any WWE fan will expect, um, they're cutting the promo, they're doing the celebration. AJ and Amos interrupt, and they say a bunch of crap, and it leads, uh, leads to a match. And so, yeah, so Riddle versus AJ Styles. This, obviously, it, it was the match of the night. It was, it was a good match. I can say... I can say all I want about how much I hate Riddle as character, but at the end of the day, and I even wrote it, I said if he just if he just didn't talk and just wrestled, I'd probably love him because I love his style. I, he's he's a really like he's a striker, and I, and I, I snatched I like strikers, but he's also a really good striker. Like he just he does really good work. He does he's he's pretty he's pretty clean. Um, he's at at a certain point in the match, he um, countered the Styles clash with a I think it was with I believe a triangle. Yeah, it was with a triangle, and, and like that was really cool. He, and what else? Sorry, I wrote a couple of things that he did. Yeah, and then he he countered the he countered the calf killer into his rear naked choke. It was re, it was really nice. It's like if his gimmick wasn't so insufferable, I would love this guy because he does a good job in the ring. Like I mean, it's, it's AJ Styles. AJ Styles can get a good match out of anybody, but yeah, you can, but you but at the same time, you can tell. When AJ's having to carry a guy to a good match, he didn't have to carry Riddle. Riddle more than held his own in this match. Just really, really clean work by both guys. I love the back and forth. Um, I didn't like – oh, my heart broke when Randy actually picked up the damn scooter and hit him. Oh, God, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I re- in my notes, damn it, Randy, put the goddamn scooter down. But Have yeah, you ever had been hit by a scooter? It hurts. Probably hurts a lot. But, yeah, so <laughs> so they have this really good back and forth. Um they had uh, Matt Riddle. He actually won. I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. I definitely haven't seen this in a long time. Um, I forget what move he got hit with, but AJ goes for a pin, and he doesn't do a, He doesn't do a kick out that we're used to seeing, where you know where he flails the arms, or you know where he has to kind of like lean back, and then he he literally he his arms were down to the side, and and he bridged. He bridged to get his shoulders out, and it really like. I've never I don't think I've ever seen that before and I think it was I think that was a really really good it's a weird thing to say a really good kick out but I think it really put over the that like it he legit you could believe that that he might have actually lost there and that it it really did look like a last gas effort to kick out I thought it was really really nice and then Randy uh, Omos is gearing up to interfere Randy gets the scooter hits Omos with it a couple times and Riddle wins off the distraction um, I, I just, again, breaks my heart that Randy's going to indulge in any way with the nonsense, but you know, <laughs> but you know what? So really solid main event match. Um, 
I guess the right guy won. I think my only thing is I think beating AJ is kind of weird because we we know or, or at least we're pretty sure that um, they're not done and there's go- they're going to get their rematch. And if AJ is going to lose the first match, how do we where do where do we go from here? You know well, how how how, how, like, how can they justify getting the title shot if AJ's if AJ just um, lost? You know, I'm that, that's sure AJ defeated Riddle before, didn't he? He did. Um, yeah, I believe that was before that was before they lost the title. That was, yeah, that was, and, and, yeah, and then maybe now the now I'm I'm just explaining to myself. I'm trying to convince myself that AJ have a chance of retaining the title, which I'm pretty sure they'll they find don't. a way. They'll, they'll find they'll find a way for them to get the rematch and have it make sense. I just think yeah. it would be easier. It de- I think it I think it pushes the rematch a little bit more when AJ says I beat you once I already beat you once then he beats him again then he's like now I've beaten you twice like you don't deserve like you don't deserve those titles let's, let's do this again and I think that's just a more uh, I think that's just a more real not even realistic I think that's just a more effective way to um to do it I think unless unless this is all leading to some sort of like a moss face turn or heel turn to split them up. But I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily, I don't think that's necessarily the move, especially not now. There is a question that said, do you see an AJ and Omos split? I don't right now, just because there's not a lot of tag teams that are on the brand. And that's kind of, uh, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say eventually, but like, what are they going to actually fight over? Like, if you wanted to make a split happen, you could have teased it after, like, the week before they lost and actually losing, and then you could go into that. But I don't think Omos is ready for a singles run. Yeah. I don't and, here's, and the way with, with these types of pairings, this definitely, if there's going to be a split, because obviously a split up is going to lead to a singles feud between the two. That's yeah. usually something WWE likes to do around Mania season. Like, I think Omos versus AJ Styles would be something they might want to save for WrestleMania. If they really are confident that Amos can come out of it and be in line for a big singles push, if he's ready for that, yeah. so if but that's if that that's a very that's a very specific scenario, obviously. But it's also it's not like there's nothing fueling the split right now. All they did was lose the titles. Like I can't recall any time where AJ's like mistreat, like yelled at Amos, put like belittled him. I, I don't recall anything like that. And that's usually usually with no, these, no, usually. Sorry. Usually with these pairings, I, I I almost want to say if and when they do split, I almost want to say Amos might come out the babyface just based no. on the just because of the because of the dynamic because of the dynamic it was the same with with, with Kevin Nash when Kevin Nash I, turned Kevin I, Nash I turned remember that man Kevin Nash turned babyface like the giant the giant might come to, goes babyface in time and based on this dynamic the dynamic they have AJ is the clear I can see that but I don't think it would be smart I think it would be smart. Smart if he almost got the heat just because there's a lot more people to deal with as a heel rather Definitely. than Definitely. With, with their current dynamic, a- AJ is the clear heel and Amos is just the muscle that's doing what AJ says. That's why I feel like I yeah. really why AJ Elvis tag team. He's just so good that I like say I like I I'm obviously not a Drew McIntyre fan right now. But <laughs> if you had, I'd rather see AJ versus Drew McIntyre at Extreme Rules than like a lot of paper, a lot of matches that are going to happen. Like, I mean, that would be nice of AJ to um to to get a pin on, not to get pinned by Mac. AJ to do. Yeah. And so we're we're coming up on two hours. Let's not let's not divert too much from because we're because we're almost done. Do you guys have anything to say about uh about the main event of this week's Raw? 
Um, I'm ready to watch next draw, hoping it's gonna be better. But um, I, I'm, 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 I'm. I do have to say this: there is a lot of new matches advertised for next week's draw. There's okay, so what matches are that we haven't seen before? Yeah, there's three or four that we haven't seen before. Okay. So that either means we're going on the right path here, or we're just gonna see the matches that are advertised next week. Four more times. Well, speaking of advertising matches, I, I wish I remember this at the time. Um, before that, before the segment where Nikki Ash was talking to Rhea and asking her, because the, the segment was her asking Rhea if she wants to tag against Nia and Shayna, even though during the what was the match before that? Was the match before that segment the Miz and Xavier Woods? I think it was. Um, which one? I think yeah, Mansoor and um, yeah, yeah, it was. So we had that. So it was the Mansoor Jinder Mahal match. During the Mansoor and Jinder Mahal match, they literally had a graphic advertising that match, and then twenty minutes later had a segment where she was asking her to tag for a match that's already been confirmed where they're tagging together. Again, just just going back to how poorly formatted the show is. Oh yes, yes. I mean, yeah. Um, if you guys don't have anything to add about the main event, I'll I'll tell you guys. Um, I, I told I I told you guys already, but you know, three hours of Raw when we got. <laughs> 41 minutes and 40 seconds of wrestling. So on this three-hour wrestling show, less than a quarter of the show is spent with wrestling. And it's Great just, stuff. Uh, you, you don't you don't realize how long you really don't realize how long three hours is until you try to sit through Raw. This was like even the like in the moment watching the AJ Styles Matt Riddle match, I couldn't fully enjoy it because I've been sitting through so much crap for so long. But on the other hand, like, yeah, Raw is like the B show, obviously. Yeah. I am, I, not to jump ahead, but I am very excited for SmackDown this week. Yes. There's a oh, lot of things I'm, that are going to be happening. I'm so, I'm, I'm really disappointed because I'm obviously, I'm in Chicago until Sunday, so I'm not going to be able to watch SmackDown. I can't watch Rampage. This might, this might end up being my only appearance um, on the show this week. And I'm really bummed because I'm also real. I'm really excited for Rampage and for SmackDown, but I'm probably not going to be able to watch them until I get home, which will be well after we, uh, well after we record the reviews. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I think it could. I think Brock Lesnar would be there. Becky Lynch. I, I guess rumors have that Becky Lynch is going to be a heel now. Yeah. Which, which I guess maybe that's why they squashed. Or I don't know. <laughs> Not to say about it, but I want to reserve it until Friday since that's a Friday. Oh, yeah, we haven't seen you know, it's not happening yet, but um, yeah, uh, I think I think we're good if no one else has anything to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, just you know, um, you know, I got I'm so excited, like, I'm obviously really happy that we're in the podcast world now of something, and but then you know, you quickly realize, god damn it, it means I gotta watch Raw every week. <laughs> you know because you can get away i've been getting away for a long time watching just the parts of raw that i want to watch which is like you know bobby lashley charlotte rhea ripley um and that's really it for the most part so, so, depending on the time of year the tag team division's watchable but you know you can get away with watching a cumulative 20 minutes of raw but not when you're in this business you got to watch all three hours you got to watch the, the good you got to watch the bad you got to watch the horrific and unfortunately, there was a at least this week. A lot of. Fun. I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not gonna. Ho- hopefully, I'm not manifesting anything bad here. But yeah, to this week at least there was a lot of bad. But you know they ca- like they're capable of putting on good shows. They do it. They do it once a week. They put on a good show. It just happens to be SmackDown. 
so you know, I, I, I always come into Raw with hope that it's going to be good, but then you know, it, it's tough. It's tough after so long. It's tough. Well, I want to leave it out with a beautiful, beautiful picture. Oh, that, um, the beautiful image that we got gifted from the movie.